road and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season five, episode four, The Long Goodbye. It's a brutal one. This is brutal. Yeah, this Mm -hmm. is, of course, named after the Raymond Chandler novel and Elliot Gould movie um, of the Raymond Chandler novel, um, of which I both of which I highly recommend. Uh, Elliot Gould, if you don't know, played Ross's dad on Friends. So there you go. Um, Raymond Chandler, of course, as Angelino's, um, we're partial to Raymond Chandler. Yeah, we must love him. It's like (laughs) into law. Yeah. Um, So this one was written by Tom Kapanos um, and directed by Robert Duncan McNeil, who's a new to us director. Um, He also directed episodes of Desperate Housewives, a little show called My Boys that was on TBS that I loved. (laughs) Which one was that? It was like about this girl who's like a reporter. She's like a, a beat reporter for the Chicago Cubs. And like oh, it's okay. her and all these other sports writers. I, I actually think your dad might have really liked that show, which I know Probably. because I gave him a tour of Paramount Studios when my boys used to uh, shoot on it. And we uh-huh. had a conversation about that show. Um, Amazing. I love yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So I think your dad really liked it. Um, he, uh, Robert Duncan McNeil also directed episodes of Chuck um, and many, many more. This originally aired Aaron Hensley on October 31st, 2001. Whoa. Whoa. They did that to us. So I know where I was. I actually know where I was I on know, this day. <laughs> I know where you were. Weren't you I, seeing Rocky Horror? Uh-huh. I was at the Rocky Horror Picture Show at Crespi yeah. College at UC yeah. Santa Cruz. You, I think you were I downtown. Was downtown. Mm-hmm. I was downtown. I remember. Yeah. In a, in a flight attendant's outfit. Attendant, flight, flight attendant. Yep. Yeah. Slutty flight attendant with legs for days. Girl, you looked great <laughs> in that costume. <laughs> I know. It's like one of the first times I was like, dang, I have long ass legs. <laughs> you have long ass legs. There was a picture that was like infamous in our group of friends yeah. of your leg that just like went out of the frame of the camera. Yeah. And then we were like, does Never Aaron's stop. leg end? No, no. <laughs> so um, that was that day. Uh, uh, if so you have, did not watch this episode, we did not. No, 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 no. I was in. I went in lingerie to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, and then you went downtown. If no one's been to downtown Santa Cruz at Halloween, it's uh, it's a fucking time. Yeah, um, do they still do that. They like close off the main road and it just pops off. Well, what's interesting is that that's kind of organic. Like mm-hmm. they had to start shutting down Pacific Avenue, which is like the main downtown drag in Santa Cruz, um, because there were so many people on it that they like it was really dangerous for cars. Yeah, 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 totally to be there. So at it, but it's totally organic. It's not like a mm-hmm. planned city event. Um, I think they still do it. I don't know. The last time I was there, um, our friend Jules and I dressed as Eddie and Patsy from Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I remember that. (laughs) Which was very fun. (laughs) Um, 
And a long time ago. (laughs) And a very long time ago. (laughs) Anyway, the description of this episode from Wikipedia. The main characters assemble in Capeside to bury Mitch Leary, who was killed in a car accident. Dawson and Gail are devastated that Lily will never remember her father. Dawson is convinced that he is at fault, as his father would have been driving him to the airport instead of going to the store. That that's not a complete sentence. Um, <laughs> Pacey takes him to the scene of the accident and shows him how it could not have been his fault. But Dawson does not allow himself to grieve until he visits the store for more milk and speaks to the <laughs> proprietor, the oh, last wow. person to see Mitch alive, and is reminded of how much his father loved him. Finally, the episode is littered with flashbacks in which the characters, played by the present-day actors, remember moments with Mitch. Dawson on his 12th birthday receiving his first video camera. Joey, about the same age, watching Mitch put up the ladder that she used to get into Dawson's room. Pacey learning to drive from him. And Gail in 1983, shout out the year we were Mm -hmm. both born, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) sharing her commitment with him to teach their soon-to-be-born son Dawson to become a good man. That's not what happened. No, that's uh, they so, said they want him to be a freak. Yeah, that's a that is quite a description. Some <laughs> someone please rewrite it. Okay, um, <laughs> my history is mysteries. Girl, listen. On October thirtieth, two thousand and one, a seminal mm-hmm. day, a, the generation defining album. Britney by oh, Miss Britney Spears. Yes. Yeah, we danced our butts off to this album getting ready. Yes, was released and debuted at number one at the Billboard charts. Um, I am going to go out on a limb. Please argue with me about this on Twitter. This is the best Britney Spears album from beginning to end. Mm-hmm, there is mm-hmm. only one skippable song on the album, which is the cover of Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll, yeah. <laughs> which we will never speak of again. That's the end yeah. of that conversation. Um, this is like the heyday of Britney. This and In the Zone are like the two best albums. I mean, amazing. So my favorite song on this album is a song called Let Me Be. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, that was the one we blasted and we were like, why isn't this a single? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, I want you to know this album to date has sold 9 million copies worldwide. So it's a, that's a big, that's big. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, We had a friend uh, in the dorms who, did you trade him your Britney Spears t-shirt? Yeah. For a Hustler t-shirt? Is that right? I don't remember what I got out of the deal. Something I wanted, obviously. But yeah, it was like uh-huh. a little kid's crop top. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and, he and he would wander. Like <laughs> yeah, he would wander the halls in his Britney Spears crop top. Um, and just like, ama- I remember once I was playing, I had that album on in my dorm room and he heard it. And we had rigged our dorm room doors so that you could just open them. They were like, none of our dorm room doors locked. Um, and he just burst into my room this one day because <laughs> I was playing that album as I was studying or reading or something. And he was like, girl, <laughs> like, he just like, opened the door. <laughs> it's one of my favorite memories. Anyway, <laughs> what's up, Peter, if you're out there? Um, so, so November 1st, 2001, the New York Yankees defeat the Arizona Diamondbacks in game four of the 2001 World Series. 
to tie the series at two in the first World Series game to be played in the month of November, because of course it was baseball was postponed after 9-11. Derek Jeter's walk-off home run in the bottom of the 10th earns him the nickname Mr. November, as opposed to Mr. October, which is... um, Wait a minute. The Diamondbacks are not the National League. The Diamondbacks are in the National League. They're in the National League West. They the are? Uh-huh. With I the didn't Giants. know that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the Dodgers? And the Dodgers. Yep, yep, yep. I didn't Still know that. Day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, okay. November 2nd, 2001. Pixar Animation Studios' fourth feature film, Monsters, Inc. is released in Yeah, theaters. we saw this in the theaters. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did. Wow. I love wow. that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, November 4th, 2001. Hurricane Michelle hits Cuba, destroying ca- crops and thousands of homes. And finally, also on November 4th, 2001, the Arizona Diamondbacks, I editorialized this. This is not copied and pasted from Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) The Arizona Diamondbacks, led by absolutely brilliant pitching by Randy, the big unit Johnson, and the Mm -hmm. human dumpster fire, Kurt Schilling, defeat the New York Yankees in seven games to win their first World Series. This wow. is literally the only time in history that everyone was rooting for the Yankees who are absolute garbage every other year and they fucking lost. <laughs> Incredible. I, I just it was it was devastating. Devastating. Right after 9-11, all we wanted mm, was for the right, Yankees to win the World right. Series and the fucking right. Diamondbacks did. As much as I love Randy Johnson, hello to our friend Aaron, our other friend Aaron, who is Randy Johnson's biggest fan. Um, but fuck, man. What a what a wild, wild World Series it was. Yeah. Um, also, just a fun fact that Randy Johnson once killed a pigeon while pitching because he pitched and oh yeah Mm. i remember that yeah okay number one movie is monsters inc (laughs) of course (laughs) number one song is family affair by mary j blige oh yes (laughs) i remember that god i'm just getting all this nostalgia for the dorms oh god yeah um number 11 song is Only Time by Enya, which is the song that you think of if you think of Enya. Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. song. Well, my, my mom, we would listen to Enya at our house. We had, like, okay. Enya CDs. Right. But yes, I know what you mean. I know For what you mean. For our listeners, yeah. like, if yeah, you're, yeah. The Enya, whatever Enya song just popped in your head, it's that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, number 22, we've got Destiny Child's Emotions, which is... Uh, not a song that I know as well, but I, as I was listening yeah. to it, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, at 92, we have Area Codes by Ludacris featuring right. Nate Dogg, R.I.P. Um, it's not a good song, but it gives us the seminal line, I've got hoes in different area codes. So it really, I mean, a service to us all, really. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, 
So here's my deal, Aaron. I'm going to really try to get through this episode without actually breaking down crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I cried six times when I watched mm-hmm. it um, and took notes. I mean, I cried three and my dad's still alive. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I feel you. <laughs> so, um, so I just want to say like to our listeners, the past year and a half has been really really fucking hard and i'm guessing mm-hmm. i know some of you listening to us have lost someone possibly even mm-hmm. your dad mm-hmm. um and so before we dive in i want to send all my love your way um mm-hmm. i love the sentiment of the phrase may their memory be a blessing i hope that the memory of your loved one if you lost someone is a blessing um i will say that the memory of my dad who died just before the pandemic, which is in December of 2019 is a blessing. And so um, I, I just want to send all my love and I hope, I hope y'all are getting through it. Um, and with yeah. that, we're going to dive into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's major. This yeah. episode's so good though. Like, I don't know, good. people talk shit on season five and so far it's been like banger after banger. And this <laughs> yeah. one is like phenomenal. It's a great episode. Um, um, Don't worry, I've seen the whole season, so I, I do know what happens, but. <laughs> but so far, so good. We're So far, incredible. Yeah. So um, we open with these two people trying to go to Larry, Leary's Fresh Fish to eat, but. They're only oh, running so excited. Like, so it doesn't excited. make any sense. I also want to say, I'm sorry, before we totally dive in, I have a little bit of Irish whiskey here, some Red Breast whiskey, which was my dad's favorite whiskey. Um, Mm -hmm. that I'm sipping on as we we talk about this so if you too like to sip on things as you listen to us say a little clink and a cheers to my pop who um who loved Irish whiskey uh and and that's what I'll be drinking tonight normally I drink beer or wine but we're we're having whiskey tonight um anyway so these people run into (laughs) fresh like it's kind of wild, like how giddy and excited they are, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like yeah. we're supposed to, like again, how big is Cape Side? Wouldn't they know that Mitch Leary died? But like, right. okay, sure. okay. Um, and so I, I wanted to just point out, we confirm in this moment that Mitch did die. Yes, <laughs> with that ice cream cone and yes. drift, drift away. A song called "Drift Away" playing. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek must be directly on the nose at multiple times. Yes. Like I <laughs> like we've said, we didn't watch these live. So like I don't like I think they did advertise that Mitch was gonna die because like you wouldn't have known at the end of last episode if you didn't get that advertisement. Right. Totally. But yeah, um, we see the door. There's a sign that's like closed death in the family mm-hmm. and you're like whoa and, and then we're supposed to get this song cue of this song called down here by Lori carson which is very sad and very beautiful um this is where dawson's creek like music and this is the original song not what was on the streaming but um this is where dawson's creek music really shines is in these moments um and we get these like quiet softly lit shots of this empty Leary house, right? Yeah. Like the stairs, yeah. Lily's room, the living room that has this Eames chair that is like literally sitting. 
I'm at my mom's house right now is sitting in the living room that's next to me because it was my (laughs) dad's, that was my dad's chair um, Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And we, we see Dawson finally, who's like kind of washing dishes. Yeah. A little bit maybe angry. Yeah. He's definitely like got emotions. We're Mm -hmm. not sure what. (laughs) Okay. And like, I think he's like, like washing bottles or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we're supposed to think he's, like, taking care of Lily. And we hear, like, Lily crying, you know, mm-hmm. so we know that, like, he's kind of in charge. Which, like, then we are led to believe, like, Gail is a mess, obviously, you know? Right. And uh, then we kind of see this montage of, like, family photos that are throughout the house. And then, damn, we get the wildest cut to run like mad. Like, yeah. it's so <laughs> fucked up. It's jarring. It is definitely it, like, was stunning. Like, and I <laughs> yeah. was like, I wonder how I don't want to wait sounded. Yeah, because like I feel like there are certain shows that like when they had so like one of my favorite shows is Winona Earp, mm-hmm. and a main a major character dies at some point in the second season of that show. I will not give spoilers. And they mm-hmm. like they do an acoustic version of the theme song mm-hmm. during like when like the this like when you're in the emotional bit, it's like yeah. And my thing is like I wonder. I don't think th- I think it probably just went to Paula Cole. Yeah, I think we probably got like <laughs> you know the, how sometimes they would start playing it during uh-huh. the scene and then uh-huh. it would start. So we probably got that. And I was like. Okay, this like Polical is definitely a better choice in this oh, specific scene without a doubt. Like, oh my god, Run Like Mad came out of nowhere, and I was like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. It's, it's a little too poppy and upbeat, yeah, yes. So then we go to the funeral home, yeah, um, where the director, the funeral director, asks how Dawson's mom is holding up, and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. she cries a lot, and the director's like, yeah, and how are you? You know, and Dawson, like, can't answer this question, which yeah. th- this is, I will say, this is not my experience with a funeral home. Like, they are very, like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Let's do the thing that we're here to Business. do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's not that they're not nice. They were very nice, but they're also no, kind but of they like. Can't, they're not there for that. And taking on that emotional labor is like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. their work. You know, totally. so like that doesn't really make any sense, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Dawson's like, you know, like I feel for him, like it's so sudden, like, like, how would oh, you yeah. feel if like, like, it's like this came out of nowhere I have no and idea, he yeah. just is like, like, he's all business too. He's like, nope, I want that coffin. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and like, and I know that that's like kind of a common experience that some people have where they're like, okay, I got to take care of the funeral and then da 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 and then they like kind of break down after all of that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do know, and I, I'll share some of my experiences as we go. Um, yeah. So we cut then to the harbor where Joey mm-hmm. comes to Pacey's boat. Yeah. I I feel as the the resident book nerd here at Dawson's Critique, I must tell you that Pacey is, of course, reading the seminal work of Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential. Um, oh, Wow. 
And I thought, well, I absolute... thought Pacey wasn't smart, though. <laughs> I feel like Pacey and Anthony Bourdain. I I will just admit to all of you that I have met. I did meet Anthony Bourdain um, a couple of times because he. I used to work in book events and he wrote a lot of books, and thus I met him. Um, and uh, he, Pacey and Anthony Bourdain would have loved each other. <laughs> right. Tell you that no, right totally. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, you're right. Who, whoever is responsible for the choice of Pacey reading that book should receive an <laughs> Emmy. I'm willing to, to give that out. <laughs> um, also, if you want to read that book, it's it's one of the best books I've ever read. But if you enjoy going to brunch, don't read it um, <laughs> because you'll never want to go to brunch again. Okay, that's mm. my that's my piece about Anthony Bourdain. Um, so we find out that Pacey does not know that about Mitch. Yeah, it's really sad. He's all excited to see Joey. And Joey's yeah. like, yeah, Doug called me. And um, like, I don't know. And, and Pacey's like, well, yeah, I've been meaning to call him back. But like, whatever. And uh-huh. Joey's just like, I've got bad news, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and he's like, what? Um, and she just is out with it. She's like, Mitch is dead. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> whoa 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 okay damn joe okay and pacey's stunned right rightfully he's like wait what is everything is everyone okay and she's like well i mean yeah kind of but like yeah they they didn't die too and she's like it happened a couple of nights ago and pacey's like okay how's dawson and joey's like not well yeah, his dad just died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Joey's like, do you want to come with me? Yeah. And oh my God, I felt for Pacey in this moment. He's like, do you think that's a good idea? Like, right. I don't think Dawson wants me there. Like, do and, you remember last year? Right. And Joey, to her credit, looks at him and goes, if your dad died tomorrow and you hmm. saw Dawson at the funeral, wouldn't that mean something to you? And then yeah. Pacey, to his credit, is like, give me five minutes. I'm exactly. like, just going to grab my stuff. So, like, I, I was going to say, first of all, I love these two. I mean, I know that you all know mm. that I love these two, but I <laughs> love these two because, like, she, it's like, it's so funny. I've had this conversation over and over with my mom because I do truly believe my mom is terrible at telling me bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But, but that said, when my mom had to tell me that basically my dad was dying and I needed to be, I needed to come, um, Mm. like there, it is like, that's a different thing, right? Like that's a totally like, okay, I just need the facts. Like I just need to know what's happening. So I think that there's like Joey's kind of abruptness. I like, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like you need to know this information, Um, and like, let's go. And they're so good together in that, like, you see him, you see her so somber and Mm -hmm. him go from, Hey, what's up, man? I'm so glad to see you to like, Oh shit. Okay. I'm coming. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I think it's just, they're just, I mean, it speaks volumes to their chemistry just as actors. And then, you know, in the in the show like it speaks to like their communication too mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know like again totally. we had a whole episode where we're supposed to think like joey and dawson are getting together but they didn't talk about anything and in, right. in 502 right. you know yeah. <laughs> and like we're like what's what are they even talking about what's going on you know yeah. and yeah. in this it, it like you feel it all like you feel it all and it, it, it was like 
I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it was a great. I was like, I don't know why I love this scene so much. Cause it's like basically one thing happens and it's sad, but I, yeah, but it's a great scene. I know anyway. they're, they're so good on screen together. And then we go so- straight to the Potter B and B. Right. Yeah. And- and Grams is there with Jen and Jack. And then you're like, oh, yeah, they don't live in Cape Side anymore, which must feel so complicated for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and Bessie is – Grams is helping Bessie. And Jen goes and sits down with Jack. And she's like, I, I need to talk to you. Yeah. I'm really nervous to see Dawson. Like, I don't know what to say to him. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, dude, don't worry. Like, People said the wildest shit to me when Tim died. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's weird, but it also like, it doesn't really matter because like it was well, fucked up what happened. And like, you just need to find a way to be there for Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think Jack, this is the p- correct advice. <laughs> this is absolutely oh, totally. the advice. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And like, as we'll get into it, like Joey, never like she's so singularly focused on Dawson she never leans on her other friends and Mm -hmm. like I think that's why I don't like her that much like her character is so like frustrating to me and in Mm -hmm. this episode it kind of happens too you know and like even her like you know as we'll see later she's like well he should lean on me like I have have experience with this but like Jack has experience with like a traumatic death you know as well like absolutely like I don't know. It's kind of like it, it, it feels I mean, frustrating. Jen lost Abby, so maybe she yeah, does Jen too. Yeah, watched someone die. Like, you know, like literally saw, <laughs> she admitted she saw like the death slip out of her eyes, like in right, the most right, haunting right. way, right. you know? And like Tim died in a car accident the same way Mitch died, you know? So like that Jack there was are, in, like, like a yes, car accident that Jack uh, was involved in. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to finish joey's experience but like she's not the only one with like Death. that can be there for dawson in this way sure um so we go to we go over to the learys where dawson brings lily into her room to go down for a nap and he kind of like stares at her and takes a breath and like i had this moment of thinking like what a weight that you got 18 years with your dad and your sister got less than a year. And like, that I is know. a weight. That's a weight on Dawson. Yeah. I know that in the last episode, we kind of yelled about like Mitch being like, you've overcome so much. And us being like, well, what the fuck has he overcome? And like, you know, here's the thing. I mean, this is real. This is a real thing to overcome yeah. and to get through. Um, And, and I mean, to be a sibling, I mean, I think that's fascinating, right? To be a sibling that's eighteen yeah. years older than your than your sister, mm-hmm. and to have gotten your whole young adult life with your dad. What does that yeah. look like then? And how do you? How do even you... to have memories of your dad? Mm-hmm. You know, like Lily's right. one; she won't remember him at all. You right. know, she's only like actually, she's only like six months old. Six months, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see then Gail asleep in her bed, surrounded by tissue, and Dawson walks in and, like, you know, throws it away and puts a blanket over her. So, like, Dawson clearly is dealing with this by doing everything. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he walks into his room and he sits on his bed and, like, you can tell he's just in, like, a fog. He does right. not know what's happening. And so there's, like, a knock on the door and, like, it's Mitch and you're, like, what is happening? Yeah. 
And this is going to be like the first of several scenes of our characters, like remembering a memory of, of Mitch. Right. And Mitch walks in and he's like, so how does it feel to be 12? And like, I felt like James Vanderbeek is so good in this scene. Yeah, like he acts so like a 12 year old. Yeah, like, totally. He was so good. He was like, totally. it's great. I hope like his like the, his tone and his like mannerisms, mannerisms. are like a yeah. little 12 year old. It was fucking baller um he's like he's like it's great i think i'm ready for a girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) and mitch is like maybe give it a few years like you have some time it's fine and like dawson's so excited he got a video he got like a vhs of 1941 which mitch is like it's not that wasn't easy to find and then mitch is like you know you i think you have one more gift maybe you should check the closet and like Dawson gets up all excited and this makes me cry yeah. every time. This is where I started crying. It makes oh me cry my every time. God. Because he's like, <laughs> he is like acting like a 12 year old. Yeah, like it's so good. good. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he pulls out this bag out of the closet and he's like, oh my God. And Mitch is like, open it up. And he like opens it up and it's like an old camcorder. And he's like, <gasps> like he's so excited. Yeah. Oh new, my God. It's a new for the time camcorder, but yes, old yes, yes. in our estimation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like from 1995 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like Mitch is like, you know, tells him all about the, oh, it's got editing capabilities and it comes with his own tripod. And like Dawson just is like so excited and is like, you know, I'm going to make so many movies. You're not going to regret this. Yeah. He's like, it's not a phase. And Mitch comes back and he says, just enjoy it and let the things that you love be your escape. And I was like, may we all learn this lesson. I know. And And like, Sorry, Joey ahead. comes in and breaks the scene a little and she's mm-hmm. like, you're smiling. And he's like, was I, you know, and like, you kind of felt bad for him that he couldn't live in that moment a little bit more, you know? Totally. Um, also, and- I just have to make a fashion note right here, which is that uh-huh. Joey's jeans are tucked into the tongues of her shoes. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just girl, that was, that was a bad look. Not good. Oh not good oh my god <laughs> wow wow a choice yes tm a choice yeah. <laughs> anyway um so joey like i think it's really interesting that like joey's trying to be here for dawson in this moment like because she's mm-hmm. like she hugs him and like you know like is there anything i can do yeah and the, and my thing is like there's this way in which Joey the most important moment for Joey is that Dawson was there for her when her mom died and I think that there's a part of her that feels indebted to him for that and that mm-hmm. like possibly in this moment she gets to repay that debt mm-hmm. um but also like you really get the feeling from Dawson just even from the get go that like she's yeah. not the right person to be there for him right now and I yeah. think that's a fucking fascinating story I know <laughs> it really is because <laughs> she like, gives him these oh, sorry go ahead yeah because she is so desperate to like be the one to like be the best friend and be there for him and like you almost feel bad for Dawson like you know yeah that, like he is still like she doesn't get it like in this moment I was like thinking in myself I was like 
this is like the payback for like all those times when she's like, I just know what you're thinking, you know, and like how much that would always bother me about Dawson. But like, this is like, it bothers me about Joey, like when yeah. they have these conversations, because she's just like, well, I know this is what he needs. He needs me right now. And like, I'm going to do this. And you're like, yeah. you're not you since you two like don't know each other that well, like you don't know what he needs, yeah. you know? And like, it's super fascinating, like as the viewer to see like you two aren't really best friends. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, why do they keep, why do they keep making us like saying that <laughs> totally because she like come she like looks up at him with these like big joey puppy dog eyes and like mm. you can hear you can feel her wishing that she could give him what he needs but she yeah. can't and like yeah that's what that like this whole scene feels like is that like she yeah. she wants to give him what he needs so badly and she mm-hmm. she cannot. And whether it's that Dawson doesn't want that from her or what, mm-hmm. like I don't know that I I don't know that I know the answer to that, but like I think that's fascinating. That like what yeah, he needs is not something that Joey is able to give at the moment. Yeah. And like she, she doesn't know what he needs. Like and like you know, like it literally his dad died in a car accident so suddenly, like to begin to process that like how would you do that you know like to know what you need and like to how to like go on and all this stuff you know like yeah I don't know like I actually feel like it's so presumptuous of her to be like like expect to be like this shoulder to cry on all of these things where it's Mm -hmm. like no this is a wild like he has to process like so many steps along the way you know um well totally because like and this is like the thing that i was thinking about a lot is that like so so you know just so our audience knows you know my dad was sick for for a long time mm -hmm. and like by that i mean when i was six my yeah. dad went into the hospital and they told us he wasn't coming out and mm-hmm. he lived for 30 more years. And so yeah. for me, in my experience of losing my dad, there, there is this like part of me that's like, I got 30 years that I wasn't supposed to get. And so how can you be, right. how can you be right. anything but grateful? Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. you got 30 years that you weren't supposed to have a dad. Around. Right. And yeah. so, and so, and that's not to say that like, you know, when I got a phone, when I got the phone call that was like basically calm now mm-hmm. that I didn't have an actual visceral reaction. I literally sat on a bed shaking for like 20 minutes. Um, and right. It's not that there's not a visceral reaction, but it's that my whole life I had known that my father was probably going right. to die pretty young. And so, yeah. and so like, the, so like there's this part of me that like when watching this episode, and just like a note to our listeners, I, I watched this episode actually pretty soon after my dad died because I was already watching season five just for this podcast to for just the, make sure yeah, that I knew the, that like, I like just mm-hmm. make sure I had it in my head of like what was coming up if we needed to like mm-hmm. be foreshadowing something or be like talking mm-hmm. about something that we knew was coming. Um, and, and like, so this is the second time I've watched it since my dad died and like, it's such a different, I, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine, I can't imagine what it's like to lose your, your parent in this way where they just drop dead. 
Yeah. Like, it's just like, like both my my parents are dead. So I feel like I shouldn't say anything, but like, I don't feel like it's the same situation. Sorry, both my parents are alive. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I like, I don't feel like Joey's experience was the same because it Mm -hmm. was like, you know, like, like it's even like when Graham's, like when Graham's dies and Graham's is like, he's with God and like she had had like a little bit more peace with it. Like Mm -hmm. she's still told upset and like you know dealing with a death like you can you can understand that and you can have like that kind of empathy and everything but like mm-hmm. the suddenness is like the tragedy of this situation mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know that's the part he needs help with processing not you know like the death like he needs help with but not in the same way of the suddenness you know what I mean totally it seems like Jack's the person to probably go I to couldn't, or Andy which like I have a beef with why isn't Andy in this episode but like you same know. girl same yeah. so <laughs> she so joey asks like you know if she can do anything and like dawson's kind of like will you just please watch lily because gail's gail's asleep and i gotta go to the funeral home and joey's like yeah yeah no problem mm-hmm. and then dawson picks up a suit mm-hmm. and joey's like oh is that what you're gonna wear and dawson is like <laughs> no this is what we're gonna bury my dad in and it's like, like this is what my dad's oof, gonna wear <laughs> like, oof, 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 i kind of giggled a little <laughs> yeah i mean me too because it's just like ooh, what can you do but laugh at that what can you do <laughs> i know like oh shit and joey like for as awkward as she makes herself out to be like jen would have handled this situation better where jen would have been like oh shit okay that and like try to like deep the tension whereas yeah. joey's like oh my god i'm so sorry oh my god and i was right. like joey 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 calm down you calm know down. Yeah, like exactly yeah yeah um and so then we get a montage of this funeral mm-hmm. everyone looking sad gail's a mess grams yeah. is taking care of lily who's crying jack mm-hmm. my shout She's out to my in friend. a t-shirt Shout out to my friend Hugh who texted me. Why is Jack just in a t-shirt? <laughs> I, I was like, I in a t-shirt. Like, yeah. I don't, is that a choice? Because they're like, no, Jack's not like one of those, like, you know, quote unquote gay guys. He's like a bro. Like he wears it. That's not true. Totally. He's rich. Like there's no way he would be wearing a fucking t-shirt to a funeral. No, I agree with it you. It doesn't I make any sense. You. I agree with you. I was stunned. I agree with you. Um, and then we go to the reception. And we no, see... you, I can't believe you didn't say this. Oh, sorry. Joey tries to grab Dawson's hand and Dawson takes it away. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't I didn't say that, but that's true. That is what happens. Like, such an important scene. It is. You're right. You're right. And then we go to the reception and we see Dawson like sitting on the stairs with Lily and Grams comes up and offers to take her and Dawson's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm using this baby as a buffer. <laughs> yeah. So people don't talk to me and give me platitudes. And I was like, God bless him. I love yeah. this. Yeah. And I love his honesty towards Grams. Like, you know, for there were times where I'm like, are they, do they know each other? Like, right. you know, but like, if you either like retcon that or whatever, you yeah. know, um, but yeah, he's just they like seem to have grown them. closer. Exactly. And yeah. cause like yeah. Grams is like, okay, well then where's Gail? And Dawson's just like, she's upstairs. She's not coming down. Like whatever. Uh-huh. And then Dawson asks her what her platitude is. And she's like, mm-hmm, I don't have one. 
and Dawson broke me. This is yeah. one of the ones where like was super brutal. Yeah. He's like, I thought you were going to say like the Lord works in mysterious ways. And she's like, the Lord and I aren't on speaking terms this week. And I was like, God, Girl, I love I- this journey for Grams too. Like this is one of the most compelling like series long arcs, you know, the like, my note was like what I wouldn't give for a television show about an older woman who takes in her rebellious granddaughter and must rethink her relationship with her religion when she's exposed to the lives of these young people. I, I, I will watch that show. Somebody fucking write it. I know. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, like, like a lot of people have asked, like, or um, when I did like an ask me anything, they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, what, what would you think of a spinoff? And I'm like, I mean, I'd love, you know how I feel. I want a Gail and Gwen one. That's like my dream. Like, come mm-hmm. on, someone mm-hmm. make that happen. Like in the seventies. Hello. But yes. Can you imagine like the Graham's perspective, like with Jen and like, she takes in fucking Drew. What was that like? Yes. Well, and like she takes in Jack at certain points. She takes, I mean, like, talk to me about this older woman who's like a fucking bigot when she, when we meet her. Like, let's be real. She's a fucking bigot when we first meet her. And then as she is exposed to these young people because she has to take in her rebellious granddaughter her relationship to her religion changes. I mean, fuck, I will watch every second of that. I know. Can you imagine? No. Especially if it's Mary Beth Peel. <laughs> I mean, put Mary Beth Peel in everything 2021. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So then we go outside where Joey's kind of like having a moment where she walks by the side of the house and we see like where the ladder used to be, the ladder to mm-hmm. Dawson's room. And she has this moment with Mitch. Um, and like kind of the memory of Mitch mm-hmm. and we see Mitch putting the ladder up and he's like, you know, you can't climb up the trellis anymore because it's dangerous. So like we finally get an explanation for why there's a ladder. No, no give her a key, Mitch. Like, come on. <laughs> also, Pacey has said over and over again that the door is never locked. So like, I, I don't know. know why she's climbing up the trellis, I, I- but whatever, girl, whatever, whatever. Um, and and he's like, you know, you could get hurt and Dawson would never forgive me if you got hurt. And she like tries to be like bratty 12 year old. She's uh, like, that's true. And he's like, oh, no, don't worry. He likes, you know, he'll see one day like blah, 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 you know. Yeah. And like at first I was like, oh, my God, this is like the flashback scene she gets like where I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, give her a key. This is like so weird. The latter yeah. is so weird to me. But then it's like in that moment, you remember that she lost a father too. Yeah. And you like, you wish that like, like you were saying, she feels like this is her time to repay her debt to Dawson. But like, mm-hmm. there is no capitalism in friendship. There is no debt. There is no like credits totally. and balances. Like, you know, so like that, like relationships aren't transactive like that. There is no debt to be replayed. Like, it's mm-hmm. just something you give and openly and like the fact that she feels that there was a debt like says a lot about her but also about what she thinks about Dawson you know Mm -hmm. and like it's sad that she can't also be in her sadness about Mitch's death like that Mitch is the closest she's had to a father for like the past like 10 years of her life right Mm -hmm. like she should be able to grieve Mitch too like this is sudden and wild for her 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, my, my best friend, basically my sister, her dad died um, Mm -hmm. probably 10 years before mine did. And Mm -hmm. I remember having that moment and having this like real come to Jesus moment of like, what it is to lose someone who was a parental figure from you. And I've lost quite a few, actually. I had a, I had a, um, someone who my mom worked for, who was a parental figure to me, a a real, um, kind of a mentor to me who I lost, you know, um, a number Mm -hmm. of years ago. And, and, um, it's, it's my dark wing duck tattoo is dedicated to him. (laughs) And, uh, for various re- for for a specific reason actually that I used to dar- watch Darkwing <laughs> Duck, I used to watch Darkwing Duck with the Dean of Humanities for UC Santa Cruz um, yeah. in his office. Um, but but you know I've lost those people too. These people who are sort of father figures, and I think mm-hmm. that like I th- I think that one of my only nitpicky things about this episode is that like. That is such a specific thing to lose someone who has been a father figure, who isn't your father, but has been a father figure. I think that's such a specific heartbreak. Um, And I think uh, I would have been really interested to see maybe even a fleshing out, like sort of further down of Dawson, of not, not Dawson, of Pacey and Joey, particularly but even jen but even jen who who has gotten and who who has gotten a lot of fatherly advice from mitch you know um i would have been interested to see them sort of deal with it further down the line but that's my only picky thing anyway um mitch tells joey that boys are stupid and he gives her a kiss on the forehead and this is where i cried again (laughs) um number two if we're just gonna (laughs) keep track um (laughs) and then we go into the kitchen where jen finds dawson and she's like what are you doing he's like looking in the fridge and she's like what are you doing he's like i'm trying to because she's all awkward and just trying to be out with it um (laughs) what are you doing like i want to talk to you i don't know how to do this you know oh my god yes and Dawson's like, I'm trying to decide between OJ, a glass of OJ and a bottle of wine. Um, and I will say the night my dad died, I bought a bottle of Red Breast and drank most of it. Um, and uh, so I think wine, go for the wine, Dawson. <laughs> and Jen She's like, says, whiskey's quicker. <laughs> Wine's fine, but whiskey's quicker. And be still my heart, Jen Lindley. Um <laughs> And they kind of joke, like they have this moment where they joke about doing drugs. Like Dawson's like, man, why didn't I start doing opiates <laughs> earlier? Yeah, this is definitely in 2001 and not in 2021 where yes. we know why you didn't start doing opiates. Yes. And, you know, he's like, well, so my thing right here is that like, I know we've talked about this before, but I think this scene is so, to me, like, so indicative of the fact that like Dawson and Jen have actually done the work to become friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dawson and Joey wish that they were friends and have done no work. Mm-hmm. And the fact they that there is that this, they can just say we're friends, we're friends, we're friends and not right. like, yeah, do any and, work about it. And quietly, but surely Jen and Dawson have done this work and we've seen 
key moments in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We haven't seen all of it. We've seen key moments in it. And like Dawson and Joey wish that they were friends, but haven't done any work. And the fact that there is this like gulf between the two of them, I think is like really apparent in this episode. Cause Jen straight up is like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I feel terrible. I can't imagine what you're going through. And I feel helpless because this is out of my league. And she's, know. Like, she's like, if it was a breakup, I could help you. But this, I don't even know what to do. Right. And she's like, you know, I lost my grandfather, but that's different. And so she's <laughs> like, so the thing I'm, here's what I'm going to do. She goes, I'm going to tell you that I love you. And that means I'll do anything on the off chance that I'll make you a little less sad. Mm-hmm. And Dawson's like, that sounds good. And they, they give each other a big hug and it's like so yeah. nice. And to me, it's like, it's that thing, right? That like, she's just kind of like up front. Like, I know um, I can't fix it. <laughs> I know. And like, and- I've dealt with death death before but it's definitely not the same like you know but like I'm not I know what death is like but like this is different so I'm not Mm. trying to like center my experience and like offer like you something that you I think you need like you know I just want you to know I love you and anything you need you got it you know totally and like their chemistry is fire like this was a hundred percent a hundred percent good another good scene i mean this episode's really good but this was a phenomenal scene you know like and like i I think james vanderbeek like i think his acting he really delivers an episode and like um and you know like he doesn't always stand up to michelle williams but like this he he's getting there like you know he i think he liked having this more meaty storyline Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that like the way Michelle Williams and James Vanderbeek play off of each other in this scene, like, you know, they're, I mean, again, this is just like, it's a scene of two people who have built a friendship Mm -hmm. and who have earned this friendship. And exactly. and, And I think you see it because like, it's not that the thing she says is like perfect or imperfect. It just is Mm -hmm. what it is. Like the thing she said. But it's like, and I got to tell you, you know, as someone who has gone through this, like people say things to you that are great and people say things to you that are not great. And Mm -hmm. it all kind of like doesn't, I mean, to be quite frank, it doesn't really matter because you're like in such a state that you're like, I can't even hear that. Like, I can't, (laughs) I can't hear any of it. Like, I'm just like Mm -hmm. trying to fucking put one foot in front of the other right now. Um, You know, basically, I'm trying to not have an actual breakdown at all moments of the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so whatever, say whatever you're going to say, but like, mm-hmm. but just the fact that she kind of has this moment and I, it's funny. Cause I, I want a friend of mine had someone who lost someone and kind of asked me like, what would you have wanted? And I was like, and I, I told them, I was like, the thing is, is that like, just knowing that you're there, that's yeah. the that's the whole game. Yeah. Like, you don't totally. have to be perfect. You don't have to be just knowing, just like shooting someone a text and being like, hey, what's up? I'm thinking about you. Totally. That's yeah. all that I ever wanted. Like, don't put yeah. pressure on me to get you back to you because sometimes I can't. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But also, but also like, you know, just hearing you check in and say, hey, thinking about you. I hope you're okay. I hope you had a, you know, hope you had an okay day. You yeah. Know? 
whatever it is. Like, that's all you ever want, man. And I think Jen gets that. Yeah. And, and it. I think the thing that kind of makes me mad, but also I think is interesting, is that Joey seems to not get that. I know. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> like, she, like I said, I'm trying to work on giving Joey more space of, like, she's 18 and da 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 But, like, I think just, like, the scenes with her and, like, Dawson just you know, series long are so like frustrating mm. to me. And especially since like the way it was sold to us, it's like, it's hard to like, then be like, she's 18, give her space. But yeah, she, it's like, I she's like, Joey I'm here for space. you. Like, I give so Joey a lot of space and I'm still frustrated. He's <laughs> like, Dawson, I am here for you. I want to be the one that makes you feel better. And you're like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Oh, like, come on. I don't know. It's like, it's super like selfish of her in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but Joey does go to see Gail and like, you know, Gail's kind of like in her room looking out the window and, and Gail's just like, I cannot believe he's gone. I keep expecting to hear his car in the driveway or his keys in the lock, which like relatable hashtag relatable. Um, and then like Joey's like, you know, she, Gail asked Joey how the party is, you know, Joey's like, it's fine. And, and she, phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, what kind of party is this? Like, okay. That a big hit. Okay, girl. And <laughs> then Gail's like, how's Dawson? And Joey's like, he seems great and keeping it all together. And Gail's like, yeah, that's scary. And Joey's like, yeah, like same girl. <laughs> like that seems not good. Um, and and I I agree. You know, Gail's Gail says he's stubborn. Well, then, but it's sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's like it's only been three days. Like you know, like mm-hmm. I mean, I like. You know, like sometimes, like I said, people like just need to put one foot forward and be like, okay, I've got the funeral. I've got these things mm-hmm, I need to take mm-hmm, care of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and like the, their know. process, you know, the process is like, so yes, you know, they're processing these extra stops in order to just like survive the days, you know. Um, and like, I think that when Gail is saying like that worries me, that means something different to her than what Joey is saying. You know what I mean? I do. I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I can only speak to my own experience where my mom spending after spending 40 years in HR, you mm-hmm. know, like my dad died on a Friday on Monday, we were at the social security office. We were at, like, we were like doing mm-hmm. things. And for me, it's like, okay, I would be fine to just like lay on the couch for three days. And, yeah. Like, not <laughs> deal with any yeah, of this. Yeah. But my mom was very like, no, you know, we have to get through these things. Here's the list. Here's the things. And it's like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, I'll get up and and be there, you know, but also like, if I was the one in charge of this, this is not how it would go. And I think that's really fascinating, right? That like, Dawson kind of is like, okay, I got to do this, this and this and this. And Gail's like, I am feeling this. Yeah. I mean, you know, like all the acting I think is really good in this episode, but like, Mary Margaret Hume, she's not wearing any makeup. Like, you know, yeah, and like, I do it know. Looks yeah. So like, it, like I mean, that she's so choice. Sexy anyway, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But know. like that choice, whoever made it, like, is like spot on, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. But also, like, it really adds an, an element to, you know, this, like, every scene with Gail in it where you just, like, you feel everything she's feeling, where she's like, my world is, I can't getting up is all I can do, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. And Joey, Joey goes on to be like, you know, get basically tell her that like growing up, like I, you know, you guys are the people that I saw that had this relationship, like the way that you looked at each other, like there was always something special about the way that you looked at each other, that you were both in on this great secret that none of us were privy to. And which is like a line that I love. Mm -hmm. And I think is such a nice like thing. And and Joey then, I don't know, I, I'm not sure how I feel about this, because Joey's like, I'm not going to pretend to know what was going on in Mitch's mind before he died, but I know he loved you. And, like, I think that it's nice what Joey's saying, but also mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, why are you saying this to her? Like, she needs, she doesn't, this is not, this does not seem well, like the thing that she needs. It's also, like, incongruent with, like, what she said about, like, them looking at each other like Mm -hmm. they were madly in love that was never the problem (laughs) you know like that no one ever doubted and like that is what joey's saying like no one doubted that like you two had like a connection and like you were crazy in love Uh um but like i don't i didn't get the vibe that gail was like needed to hear that you know (laughs) I don't even like I don't know Gail that well but like if I were in this situation like that wouldn't be my go-to like you know he just I know he loved you like I would be like you know like I I know that too I know that too girl I am aware Yeah. (laughs) yeah like I just like don't know if like that is what she needed to hear or wanted yeah, to hear or any of that yeah. stuff, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like I feel like Gail is actually the one that Joey should be saying, if you need anything, let me know. Like that is something Gail would respond to of like, you know totally. what, can you like babysit Lily for like, you know, two to seven for the next three days? Like Gail right. would, like, bet, you know, like she would respond to that. I feel, but you know, <laughs> agreed. Um, and then we go outside to the porch where Pacey walks Ooh. by. Pacey walks by, and Dawson's like, "Hey, hey, hey thanks for coming." And I'm man. like, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm like <laughs> getting PTSD. These two men on this porch, like, holy shit!" Right. But then we get one if of the best scenes. <laughs> well, if you'll recall, I agree. If you'll recall, the last time they were on this porch talking in this way it was when Dawson told Pacey to look out for Joey at the beginning of season three yeah but the last time they like talked on this porch was when um Pacey was like Dawson you won she chose you (laughs) like you know oh that's right that's right at the um at the wedding yeah at the wedding yeah So anyway, Pacey's like, this isn't the way I wanted to see you for the first time after like my summer away. And then Dawson like asked about his summer and Pacey's like, you know, I had a great summer. Like they kind of just chat, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And Dawson and and Pacey asked Dawson about film school and Dawson's like, "Uh, I think I'm going to drop out actually. (laughs) (laughs) And Pacey is like rightfully stunned. He's like, what? Really? Why? Yeah. 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 And and Dawson's like, long story. (laughs) And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you know, it doesn't um, seem that long to me. Just (laughs) pretty easy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, this feels like feels like such an authentic, like they've been friends for so long, like lived in, like you were saying last episode, conversation where mm-hmm. they've like they just have this natural connection and banter about them. And Pacey's like, dude, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> That's like all I got, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and, and like, Dawson like has this moment where he's like, "Remember when Mitch caught a smoking yeah. out here?" And like, like that's kind of like what I wish like Joey would have given to Dawson. Like these kind of like let's remember the good moments. Like you know, like remember this, remember that. Like you know, and like yeah. yeah so Dawson's like, dude, remember when Mitch caught us smoking out here? And like Pacey's like. Oh, yeah. Like, he was so mad, but not in the way my dad would be mad. My dad would have been so mad that I would have, like, smoked for the rest of my life just to spite him, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at that, Dawson laughs his ass off, you know? Yeah. Like, in a really cute way. Like, because he knows, like, A, we're getting a return to, like, funny Pacey, which we missed season four, and I'm, Oof. like, very excited that he's back, you know? Definitely. And, like, and also, like, <laughs> Dawson knows Pacey and he knows that like this is a bit like you know like this is like a joke kind of you know and that like they're like cheering each other up totally and I think he also knows Pacey and that he knows that like Pacey's like let's have like let's remember the this funny thing that happened like Mm -hmm. remember how mad Mitch was oh my god instead of being like you know oh remember that your parents were divorced or remember like yeah whatever you know or, or like, like remember my mom died too so i want to be there for you right 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 right. <laughs> yeah yeah and pacey's just kind of like let's talk about mitch and they give pacey gives him this like big long hug yeah dawson's like, like i gotta go in and pacey just like grabs him and hugs him so yeah. big like it's like bigger than the gen hug like we thought the gen hug was the best and this one's like you know trumps yeah. it or whatever totally. yeah dawson like Kind of has a hard time accepting it, but he, but they like do have this big hug. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, okay. I have a question about the woman that Dawson encounters once he goes into the house, which is, I have a question for you, Aaron, Mm -hmm. um, which is, is this a wild woman of Dawson's creek? Yes. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Who the fuck is this lady? Oh my God. Susan. Susan. A She's friend like, of Gail's from college. She's like, Dawson, you remember me? I'm Susan. I'm, and I went to college with your mom. And Dawson's like, oh, the deadhead. Like, I that's all I know about you, you know? And like, what the fuck is... Who is this woman? A oh deadhead, my God. apparently. Yeah. Girl, listen, okay. I got deadhead parents. I understand. There's some of their friends are like this. Get you. I mean, my mom's name is Susan. A lot of Susans are like this, too. So... <laughs> So we're we're coming at you from all angles. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, Dawson, how are you dealing with your grief? And then like oh, goes on to ask him like a myriad of probing questions. And he's like, dude, I don't know you. Like, yeah, he like who of, are you? Like, yeah. I don't know you well enough to have this conversation with you. Like, totally. I was like, boss Dawson. Like, that's so awesome. Yeah, like, good, Dawson. Don't answer this woman's questions. Cause, and, like, as she's asking all these questions, this phone is ringing. Like, mm-hmm. We can hear it. Yeah. And it's like, she's, like, asking question after question, and then the phone stops ringing, and the answering machine picks up, and, of course, who is on the outgoing message but Mitch Leary? Mitch. So you can all, everyone can hear. Yeah, he's like, hey, it's the Leary's minus Dawson. He's in LA at film school, but leave a message for me, Gail, or Lily, you know? And like, 
Dawson cracks. Like yeah, he has yeah. this sketchy woman probing him for weird ass shit. And like yeah. his dad just died like in the most dramatic, tragic way. And, and he's he just, listening to his dad's voice and he's oh like my God. grabs and the answering machine. Grabs the answering machine and like yanks it off the wall. And like yeah. honestly, I think I would do the same. Like if Absolutely. I was in his shoe. Like, you know, like because yeah. like he like I don't think he's like, I'm fine. And like everyone like stares at him but i felt like joey stared at him with judgment and i was like uh that is like a normal response to what just happened to be honest that is a normal response i i didn't catch joey's stare and what it, what it kind of said but but it is a normal response i agree with you because because jack like everyone watches but then jack comes up to comfort him like jack yeah. is the one that's like oh i get what's happening here yeah but Dawson just walks out yeah he's like bye I gotta go so then we go you know like it goes to a commercial and comes back and Joey kind of finds Dawson at the end of the dock um, Mm -hmm. outside his house that's where he's gone and he's like that was not one of my finer moments and I'm like "Mm, okay I'm gonna let that pass right now okay maybe (laughs) I'm not Dawson come on really okay that was one of your finer moments that was totally understandable like outburst like mm-hmm. do you forget that you tried to kill someone on a boat or that you freed your best friend to go be with the person she loved or you okay. sexually assaulted her at your birthday when you had been drinking yeah um mm-hmm. so Joey... yourself in with your neighbor to slut shame her okay mm-hmm. okay <laughs> some just some of the things you've done <laughs> so joey is like tells this story like like she kind of comes out and she tells him the story about how she like after her mom died she like was digging through this drawer in the kitchen and she like found a notebook of her doodles and like it set her off and and you know she was kind of like i get it like you know this this is what happens yeah and dawson who is like i mean I'm going to admit he does seem super shut down emotionally. Yeah. And he's like, look, my mom's a wreck. So I have to keep it together. And Joey, here's where I think Joey, I give Joey a ton of slack. Cause I think she's actually right. He's, she's like, no, she's allowed to be a wreck and you're allowed to be a wreck. Mm-hmm. Like both of those things get to be true. And she's yeah. like, you know, you can take care of your mom. I'll take care of you. But, like, Dawson can't do that. He, like, cannot let her in like that. And I think this Mm -hmm. is where, like, so many of the problems of their relationship are. Mm -hmm. Is that, like, is that, like, I mean, I cut Joey a lot more slack than you do. But my thing is, like, he can't let her in. Like, he is not in a spot where he can let her in. And I don't know, I don't know that I want to assign blame to someone for Mm -hmm. that. But, like, but, like she's not doing great at getting in at like getting there for him but he's also not letting her in and my thing is like i don't know man like this seems like you guys are like pretty good acquaintances that you yeah i mean like i don't think he's letting anyone in at this moment like not jen or pacey or even jock in this you know right when he tries to comfort him but he's letting them try and she he's not letting her try he's just like right. no i i don't down. yeah i don't need you in this moment and like i just the way it feels to me is like and i've i've always felt this way she remembers dawson being there for her 
in these like very specific ways of like he just held her hand and all this stuff. And I don't think he knows that that's what she remembers. And like mm-hmm. that is common, you know, but like that also means that they never talked about it. <laughs> they never like had a had these like long discussions about it. So like we're like are we supposed to believe her mom died and he she never like confided in him again? Like that's what it kind of sounds like. And so like it is kind of feel weird for her to be like, no, tell me everything, whatever. When she, maybe she didn't do that to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Because Dawson tells Joey, like, when your mom died, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it felt like this. Like, like I'm just walking through life, but like, I'm not really here. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, first of all, Dawson, relatable. That is how it feels. Yeah. But like, that's what I mean. It's like, it made me really sad because it like, to me, that indicated that Joey never talked about her feelings to Dawson, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, because or like, he didn't, or he just didn't hear her. Right. Or both. Or both. Because she's like, it's going to get better. Which is true. It will. Mm -hmm. And then Dawson's like, then Dawson drops this bomb of like, I think my dad's death was like basically entirely my fault. And Mm -hmm. that's where Joey's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. (laughs) You know? And it's like, girl, you want to be let in. Now here you go. (laughs) Here you're in. Yeah, exactly. This is what's going on in his head. Right. Like, He's like, he starts spinning. He's like, if I hadn't come home, my mom wouldn't have made breakfast. We wouldn't have run out of milk. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have gone to the store. He w- nothing would have happened. This is all my fault. Right. And Joey's or he like, would have been driving me to the airport and blah blah blah. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. Or I would have. Got, if I hadn't dropped out of film school, he saying I dropped out of film school, I would have got on the plane. He would have been driving me to the airport. And mm-hmm. Joey's like, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Ooh, girl. Mm. And he's yeah. like, don't call me crazy. And it's like, yeah, like what? Yeah. Like, oh my God, isn't Andy one of your best friends? And like, she had a lot of trauma over her brother dying. Like, okay. Yeah, like, but we were, I mean, we still say it. People still say it now, you know, like we totally. weren't, we weren't in that discussion. Right. <laughs> I mean, I hear but what like, you're saying. But. No, no, but it's so interesting that like she, he, all she wanted was him to let her in. And when he does and say like mm-hmm. it's my fault this is what's happening I'm spinning in my head like this is this yeah. is what feeling she like I don't know I feel like she like panics <laughs> she gets what she wants from him and she panics she's like no no I just wanted to hold your hand and then you to feel better yeah but also like I think that there's a way in which being 18 you know <laughs> When someone says something like that, you're like, let me try to fix this. You're wrong in this assessment. Like, you know, it took me until I was in my like mid thirties to stop doing that. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) where like, uh, you know, saying centering another person's experience. I think that takes a long time. And I mean, to be quite honest for me personally, took a lot of therapy um right. to be able to like be like okay this isn't about me you right. might be you might be mad at me you might be sad you might be going through something this isn't about me even if yeah. i'm like peripherally involved like it's still not about me yeah 
And, and like, cause I think that Joey has this moment of being a good friend where she's like, you cannot do this to yourself. Like, <laughs> like, do not do that to yourself. And Dawson's like, you know, well, this is the thing is that the last thing Mitch said to me was that he was disappointed in me and that yeah, I was that making was- a huge mistake. Yeah. I'm like, credit oh. to Joey. Credit to Joey. She says, you also told me that he said that he loved you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, that's my thing is that, like, he needs to hear that, too. Right. Totally. But I feel for Dawson because it also is true that the last thing he said, like, totally. it's almost like a Gale situation. It's like, 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 he even says it later. Like, I never doubted that my dad loved me. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. need to hear that part, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, like, to me, like, I felt for him. I could see how that would make you spin of, like, the last thing my dad said to me was that he, I was making a huge mistake and he was disappointed in me. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, I I mean, I feel for that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, like total regret of like, like just like that would be such like for me a head fuck. And like, you know, so like I, I feel for Dawson in that, you know? And like, I just like, like, I guess it's hard because like, and I'm trying to, you're right. Like she's trying to like be, she's she's 18. She's trying, but like, you know, I, you just wish she'd be like, yeah, I know that really sucks. But like, he also like a yes and totally. <laughs> he also said he will always love you, you know. And like, so like, you know, maybe just like yeah. sit in like that that part instead of like the other part because like you know like he's gonna love you no matter what. Like that's just like the parental side of him being like, don't do this, you know. I do know. I do know. I. I for me personally, I don't remember the last conversation I had with my dad. And I, I, you know, over the the years I've kind of been like, what was it? I I honestly don't remember. I honestly don't remember. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I'm not, I don't, I don't necessarily regret about that. I I Mm. just like, and I didn't talk to my dad when he was in the hospital just for pure luck, you know, pure, like, it just didn't happen. Like I, right. yeah, I yeah, talked yeah. to people who were sitting next to him while he was in the hospital um, mm-hmm. before I came and like, fine. And, you know, then yeah. I sat next to him for 10 days when he was in the mm-hmm. ICU. But like, you know, and he heard me and he knew I was there and stuff. But like, but I had this moment. I'm just going to say from my own personal experience, um, I just, just to like, I don't know, I'm going to share something that like is kind of personal, but, um, I thought, so my mother called me at three 30 in the morning on Thanksgiving day of 2019 and basically said, your dad is probably not going to make it get here mm-hmm. as soon as you can. And I didn't have a car. I was in Sacramento and my dad was in mm-hmm. Santa Cruz. And so I had to get on a train at 6 a.m. I literally got a bloody nose in the Sacramento air uh, train station. That's how like stressed <laughs> out I was. Like mm-hmm, my nose started mm-hmm. bleeding. And I, I sat on a three and a half hour train thinking the whole time, I, I'm not going to make it in time to say goodbye. And mm-hmm. I had to just like, I, and I had to, I went through this whole like thought process where I like, I kind of had to just be okay with that. Like that's going to yeah. be your reality. And like, you have to be okay with that. You have to mm-hmm. like, understand that like he knows how much you love him and you know how much he loved you 
and that has to be it and that has to be okay and and you know by the time I got there he was still alive and he lived for another 10 days but like but that experience of of possibly of thinking for a, a, a good amount of time that like basically I was gonna miss the end yeah um it puts you in a different headspace. And I think I, I felt a lot for both Joey and Dawson at this point, mm. right? That like, that like Joey has had an experience that I think is probably kind of similar to the experience that I had, that she was mm-hmm. there, that she saw the decline, yeah. mm-hmm. that she saw, mm-hmm. you know, there was a turning point with my dad where basically we understood that probably we weren't coming home from this. And yeah. And that like, and that's a hard day. It's it's weird. It's weird when you understand when you're living through the worst day of your life. Like when you are mm-hmm. like, this is the worst day of my life. And mm-hmm. it's going to be the worst day of my life for quite some time. Um, right. and, and that's a weird experience. And I think probably Joey, that's an experience that Joey has had. Mm-hmm. And then it's weird on Dawson's side to... Ha- and and something that I don't understand to like yeah. have this experience of like just complete shock. Yeah. And so I feel in this case for both of them, because I think as much as the experience of like, we both know what it's like to lose a parent, mm-hmm. that that's like a unit, that's an experience. I mean, there's a whole thing, you know, there's a Grey's Anatomy episode where they talk about the dead mm. dads, the dead dads club. And I, I think the dead mom's <laughs> club too. And, mm-hmm. it, and that's a real thing. You, It's like, you know, yeah. you, you get each other when you have mm-hmm. gone through it. There's a part of me that's like, the fascinating thing to me is how far apart these two experiences are. And that because these two people cannot communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That this is like, it's there's a gulf between them. Yeah. That's fascinating. It is. Like it's hard again because like yeah, I mean maybe we'll talk about it later. Mm. But like that like we're supposed to think that they're best friends and to this point like they're trying to I guess like are we supposed to believe they're trying to push them back together romantically? I think maybe we're supposed to believe that. I don't know. I mean, towards uh, the end of the episode, I feel like it becomes clear that that's kind of what we're supposed to believe. But yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, is, but yeah. it's yeah, it's been a little bit like unsure, and uh, you know, totally, totally on screen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, what's happening? You yeah. know, and so to like watch this, it's like what are the writers hoping we take away from this stuff, you know? Well, because I think, like, I agree with you because I think, like, it would have been so much better. I mean, back to our sort of yelling about, like, Dawson, earning Dawson leaving USC. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's one thing if we had earned this idea of Dawson leaving USC. Like, Mm -hmm. because my thing is, like, as the audience, we would have been like, yeah, but Dawson, we can all see that Mitch that you're right to want to leave yeah. USC. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. Like, And that, like, you know, uh, instead we get this wishy-washy kind of, like, maybe it's for Joey kind of story. Yeah. And, like and not that friend. I don't... 
and not that I don't think right but not that I don't think that you could have like a perfectly compelling story that he did leave USC for Joey yeah okay fine but it's just that like we haven't defined any of it he just leaves USC he says he's miserable we kind of have to infer that it's for Joey but Mm. we're never really told yeah. And then it's like, they're clearly so far apart in communication that you're like, really, girl? Like, and by girl, I mean Dawson. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, to me, girl and dude are non-gendered terms. Yes. Um, and, uh, so I call everyone that. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you're like, really, girl? Like, I don't understand what it is that you are leaving USC for. Totally. And so it's hard for me to look at like what Mitch, I think it's so compelling if Mitch is disappointed in Dawson, but we, the audience are like, no, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like if Mitch had been like, you're leaving for Joey, I don't want you to do that. Like if he didn't like the reason we could like Mm -hmm. understand it a little bit more. Like, I don't know. Like I I couldn't agree more. Like uh, we've watched this like weird, like, you know, what is it? 502. I'm like, every scene with Dawson and Joey is unbearable to watch. (laughs) Unbearable. So, you know, like, and we don't know what we walked away. What are we supposed to think? What just happened here? Mm -hmm, You know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so like, even in these moments, I'm like, what am I supposed to be thinking here? Like, what am I supposed to take away from this? Like, you know, like, I don't really think they're friends personally. Like you as the writer can keep telling me they're friends. I don't think that they are and I'm not rooting for them to I I am rooting for them to be friends because I think that's possible but I'm not rooting for anything else you know like Mm -hmm. friends such a spectrum so like they can like they have such shared history there's no way they'll never not be friends you know what I mean totally and Dawson then says that if I had taken the ticket to the airport he would have been driving me there. And then we get this beautiful music cue of a song called Ruth Marie by Mark Kozilek. And we go to Grams, who finds Gail outside. Well, he does say he's going to regret that his dad was feeling that way forever because Mitch was right. I was acting like a spoiled brat. <laughs> and I just want to point out, we do get some growth and clarity, like, you know, from Fair. Dawson. Fair. <laughs> Fair. So we get this music cue of Ruth Marie by Mark Kozilek. And then we go to Grams, who finds Gail outside. Oh, love and this asks, scene. This scene yeah. is so good, too. And Gail, Grams asks if she's all right. And then Grams gives Gail widow advice. And I I'm know. Like, also, 10 out of 10 would watch a show about widows <laughs> with yes. Grams and Gail. I know. Um, and Gail's like, or Grams is like, you know, like, I, I understand. I didn't think it, I was going to be capable of going on without you know, Gramps, but it turns out I was, and like, it, it does start getting easier at some mm-hmm. point. And I'm like, yeah, true. Like it's never mm-hmm. easy, but it gets easier. Mm-hmm. And Gail is like, I mean, Gail has this moment of like, well, until then. Yeah. She's like, well, what am I supposed to do until then? Mm-hmm. And Gramps mm-hmm. is like, that's what the prescription meds are for. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, can I tell you a little story, which is that, um, right now I have thrown out my back entirely. I like, mm-hmm. I, as Aaron can see, I'm like not moving at all as I sit here in mm-hmm. this chair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because, um, I don't want to scream out while we're recording this. <laughs> so 
my I'm at my mom's house, and my grandmother today offered me tranquilizers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> she was like, Julia, have you tried tranquilizers? And I was like, Woo, grandma! <laughs> my grandma's one of those fifties ladies. Like, um. Anyway, Grams. Grams then has this great after she offers Gil's drugs. Yeah. Gil, or or rather tells Gil to take drugs. She's yeah. like, it's a strange thing to fall in love and share your life with another person. And like you give your heart to this person to the extent that losing them could destroy you. And like that is so fucking real, man. Like I oh. know. And Gail's like, it's insane. Why do we do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Grams is like, oh, Grams. Why, why on do earth do we do this? And Gail's like, well, what else is there? Ugh. And then like Grams just hugs her, and she's like, I wish I still lived next door. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. and, and she says, look, don't hesitate to call. Like we widows have yeah. to stick together. Oh my god, I she's was like, dead. Yeah, she's like. Scene. I know she's like I'll stay I can stay here if you need me to and Gail's like I'll be fine I'll be fine and then yeah. Grams gets her Grams waist on and she's like you better call me if you need anything anything <laughs> totally totally so then we go to the Learys like the inside of the house where people are like kind of starting to leave and we see Dawson lying on his bed mm-hmm. and like Joey comes in and is like just an FYI people are starting to leave and, and Dawson's like great let <laughs> <Bye>. them <laughs> thank <Bye>. god <laughs> see you later <laughs> is susan gone yet who the fuck was that <laughs> susan susan what are you doing lady and joey's like you know i can i can definitely stay and dawson's like no you got to go back to school like no 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 yeah and, and he's like he's like school doesn't matter mm-hmm and then Dawson straight up says, I want to be alone, okay? Yeah. And Joey straight up listens and is like, okay, call me if you need me. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I, this is, I'm, I'm going to complain about Dawson and Joey until the end of the show. <laughs> it's like, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. Absolutely mm-hmm. deserved. <laughs> but, but. This scene, he actually says what he needs. She mm-hmm. actually listens to him. Yeah. I mean, that's all I want. I know. I mean, yeah, I agree. I want her to have more friends where she can talk how she's feeling about this mm-hmm. out, you know? And like, Absolutely. also like, I want her to just listen to him. Like, he's like, I want to be alone, you know, like even season four, he's like, I just don't know if I can be friends with you. It's really painful. And it was really hard to watch her like demand to be friends with him. And it's like, I like, I don't, I don't think that's fair to do to people. Like, you know, like just because you want to be friends with someone doesn't mean they want to be friends with you, you know? And like, I don't know. Agreed. But in this moment, she, he says, I want to be alone. She says, okay, please call me if you need me. Yeah. And he's like, I will. And I mean, I get where the pain is in this scene. I, I mean, definitely. I get it. Sometimes when people speak their truth at you, it's fucking painful. Yeah. Um, but like, 
also the fact that she respects what he's saying and he respects mm-hmm. and he gives her he tells her what he needs and mm-hmm. she respects it i mean like give him the Definitely props where it's due. Mm. yeah it's true because then we go to the potter b&b where pacey comes out to find joey on the porch and yeah. they start talking yeah and I love, I love this scene so much because i know like Pacey's i like, do wish it was a scene where they got to like talk about mitch you know instead of talking about dawson and joey but sure. i agree with you i agree I, yeah and i hear you i, I you know that's mm-hmm. not that's not <laughs> that's, that's good good point good note <laughs> but like because because Pacey's kind of like oh man death sucks it puts everyone in a bad mood and then he's like he makes this joke he's trying to make light and he's like mm-hmm. i hope when i die it's in a way that makes everyone laugh and he like kind of names some scenario that like yeah he's like make everyone like a laugh. clown car drives over me that would be so stupid yeah <laughs> and she like giggles and he's like i made you smile mission accomplished <laughs> yeah and then joey like gets serious and tells pacey like you know he blames himself he's dawson's blaming himself mm-hmm. and again i mean back to your point about joey having friends like this yeah. is what that looks like where joey's yeah. like he, i'm worried because dawson's blaming himself and like she tells pacey joey dawson yeah. wanted to drop out of usc and moved to Boston and, and Pacey kind of then stops and is like, well, wait, why would he want to drop out of film school? Yeah. She, he's like, what? Dawson wants to drop out of film school. <laughs> and, and like, why? And Joey like looks at him and like, I get like, again, this is supposed to be the reveal of what, why yeah. he wanted to. Like, I don't know that it was for Joey. Like, I do think he just didn't think it was like, he was too far and he wanted to be with his friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. I feel like they haven't made that, like they've made it as explicit as they're going to make it, which isn't that explicit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I know totally what I mean? Agree like, with you. Like totally agree with you. Okay. I guess that's what we're supposed to infer, but you haven't actually made this explicit. Um, yeah. And PSC kind of has this moment of like, oh, okay. And he, he like, laughs. He's like, I don't judge, you yeah. know? And he, he says said, he won't get upset. Yeah. yeah, he's like, you deserve your shot. And they do, like, for the love of God. Like, when, like, they've only been together, like, six episodes. Like, eight, maybe? Like, how many episodes have they been together? Like, and this is supposed Between to be, like... Between eight, eight and nine, I think. This is supposed to be, like, the romance. Like, they haven't had a real shot. They haven't, like you know, like gone on like dates and fallen in love and like all of this stuff, you know, like they didn't get a real romance and like, fine, give it to us now. Great. Love it. You know, like, let's see how this goes because we know they're terrible at communicating and that (laughs) Joey is like not good in relationships. So like, okay. But like, (laughs) she has a lot of growing to do. Um, right, because like my that my thing is like this this to me like really solidifies the difference between Pacey and Dawson, which is like and is why we love Pacey so much. Right, is like he fucking means this. He's like I think you guys deserve your shot. And my thing is like, look, Pacey and Joey dated for an entire year, basically, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like so much longer than Dawson and Joey, and. Mm-hmm. 
And Pacey and Joey broke up and were still in love with each other. Both of yeah. them have said that, right? Yes, yes. And, and they and still love each other now. Like, we know totally. that. Totally. And Pacey, and Pacey is like, you can talk to me about this thing if you want. Like, he's kind of like, okay, I'm here. And, and Joey kind of gets a little bit defensive, not in a necessarily a bad way, but is like, I, you know, I didn't ask him to come to Boston. Like, I want you to, to understand that. It's like, this is not something that I was like pushing for. And Pacey's like, it's all good. Like, you it's deserve so frustrating. it. And we're like, I know. That's why we don't understand what's happening. Like, you're acting like he's moving for you, but you didn't want it. Then why the fuck would you let him? You're letting him, you're, the narrative in your head is that your best friend got into the top film school. He's wanted to be a filmmaker his whole life and he's leaving that to go be with you, Mm. but you don't want that. Like you're fucked up, you know, like, like if Justin doesn't go, doesn't want to go to film school, he doesn't want to go to film school. I don't have a problem with that. Like if he doesn't like it, he doesn't like it. But like this whole, like, this is how you're letting your best friend behave. Like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Okay. That's Aaron's beef. <laughs> I, unsurprisingly, have a beef with the Shakespeare part of this uh, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that after, after Pacey says, you guys deserve your shot, he then mm-hmm. says the line, we need this, more Romeo. World could, <laughs> this world could use as many Romeo and Juliet's as it can get. And I just like... The English major in me just, like, wants to iterate to all of our listeners that, like, please think before you talk about that play particularly as Mm -hmm. a romance. Mm -hmm. Because the two people involved in the quote-unquote romance end up fucking dead at the end of that play. Yes. That's what she points out. But yes. (laughs) I just, I cannot. Mm-hmm. It's not a romance. It's a tragedy. And yeah. Romeo and Juliet are not romantic. They're fucking tragic. And they're both like 13. Um, yeah. So like please. Tragedy for like ha- allowing two people to be involved in your relationship. Jeez. I mean, whew. So we cut from Pacey and Joey to the nursery where we get Gail, who is having her moment with this myth mythologized Mitch. Mm-hmm. And we get it as Mitch is sort of setting up Dawson's crib. And yeah. they have this great banter about how if Mitch builds this crib, it's just going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Mrs. Leary, have I ever let you down? And she says, no, Mr. Leary, you haven't. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm crying again. <laughs> Here we oh are. My God. Mitch is like, what do you think he's going to be like? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. That was like really hard. Like that one really uh, got me too. Uh, just like uh, the anticipatory dad. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And she and she's like, if he's anything like you, he's going to be a pain in the ass. It's yeah. just like so loving. Right. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and and Mitch kind of goes, you know, so many dads want their sons to play baseball or whatever, but like, I think that like, I want our son to be a freak because like, freaks never peak in high school. And they like, then he says this thing where he says, they don't grow up to sell real estate, drink heavily on the weekends or beat their kids. And I'm like, absolutely, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone can grow up to be that. Yeah. 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 Let's not, let's not 
perpetuate that or otherwise yes (laughs) totally and then like and then that's when dawson comes in and asks if gail's okay and it kind of breaks this mitch spell yeah Um, and she's honest with him she's like yeah for the moment and oh my god this part is devastating she's like the worst part is lily will never know he existed and Dawson's like, like yeah, I mean, not if I have anything to do with it. Like, I'm going to talk to about him yeah. all the time. Like, the weight on his shoulders. It's like, mm. Bessie could relate to Dawson more than Joey can. Sure. Because Gail starts crying, and she's like, I'm so sorry, I'm a mess. And, like, thank God t- Dawson tells her not to apologize. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, you're going to get your life back, I promise. And Dawson says he's not going anywhere. Like, my place is here. Yeah. And, and Doss, then Gail gives him space to fall apart. Like she's yeah. like, you are allowed to fall apart. Yeah. And he takes it and he's like, look, the thing is like, everyone keeps asking me how I'm feeling. And like, I don't feel anything. Like I feel numb. And Gail's like, heads up. It's all going to come crumbling down. Just yeah. you wait. Yeah. <laughs> and Dawson's like, okay. Until and Julia's then, like, and Julia's like, go to therapy immediately. Yeah, Please call a therapist right fucking now. Yeah, because yeah. um, <laughs> that's not good. Um, yeah. Who? And then Pacey's gonna get his moment with his surrogate dad, Mitch, and like we remember right. the next morning. Yeah, Pacey yeah, kind of pulls rem- up to the Learys. Yeah, and he's in the wagon, and and he has this memory of Mitch teaching him how to drive, and it's just like I'm oh, crying again. I'm crying. I know. Pacey lost a dad too. <laughs> His dad's piece of shit. Like he doesn't care. Like Pacey was staying at the Potter B and B, like not with his family. Mm-hmm. They have that mansion. His family has a huge ass house, and Pacey's <laughs> like, I'm getting a hotel. <laughs> yeah, no thank like, you. You know. And, like, he lost a dad, too. Um, and, yeah, Mitch is, like, telling him, like, oh, you know, I'm sorry that your dad, like, couldn't help you learn. You're going to ace the, the driving test. And I'm sorry your dad couldn't help you with this, you know. Mitch does tell him, Pacey, to go easy on his dad because it can't be easy to be sheriff. And I'm like, listen, Mitch, he hits his kids. So, like, I know. Don't, don't go easy on that man at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, and... Pacey's just like, I just wish he was around more. Mm. And Mitch is like, you know, if you need anything, I'm here for you. And you're like, oh oh my God. It might be the worst one. It's like actually crushing. (laughs) It's so crushing. Because it doesn't have like a hint of like, like I, the one with Gail is crushing, but this one is like, I don't know, because it's like a father son. It was so crushing. Because it doesn't have like a hint of like Dawson and Joey, like the Joey and Dawson ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. Um, and then Pacey rings the doorbell to Dawson's yeah. house. Did first yeah. of all, did we know that this house had a doorbell? No. no. <laughs> Second of like, all, so Pacey has never me. once used this doorbell. Yeah, but he feels like he's not allowed in anymore. You know? Oh, like, oh I so get like, why they did it. Yeah. Respectful and like you feel for Pacey in that moment. He's yeah. like, I just right in because he said that before. Like, right, right, right. And he's like, they never lock it. I just walk right in. And like, you know, like it's so heartbreaking for him to have lost his second dad, but also 
Like he has no home in Cape side anymore. Mm-hmm. That was his home. And he doesn't feel like that's, you know, this is his home either. Mm-hmm. And Dawson's lying in his bed. Like who the fuck is ringing the doorbell at a time like this? Mm-hmm. Like what's going on? And Pacey, Pacey, like, he goes yeah, he- to the door and Pacey's like, how are you? And Dawson's like, well, he's still dead and it still sucks. Yep. And Pacey's like, well, do you want to go for a ride? Mm-hmm. And Pacey takes Dawson to the place where Mitch died, which like, okay, I had a moment where I was like, Pacey, Warner brother before you, <laughs> before you take him I to this like, triggering whoa, spot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is fucked up. Totally. Wow. Um, but Pacey, what Pacey does there is tell Dawson exactly what happened, which is what he like learned talk- from Doug. Yeah, yeah. That this guy who hit Mitch was an average dude, 35, with two kids, which, like, really hit me. Because I was like, huh, as a 37-year-old that does not want kids. It's, like, (laughs) really, hmm. And he was like, this guy was coming home from a double shift and fell asleep at the wheel. And Dawson's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And Pacey's like, because I want you to know who's responsible and the guy, this guy is going to have to live with the guilt that he killed your dad and it has nothing to fucking do with you. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Aaron Hensley. Mm-hmm. Why the ice cream? <laughs> because. If the guy in, fell asleep, <laughs> why do in, we need the ice cream? In this scene, we what we have learned is that Mitch went around a corner, a guy who was asleep at the wheel hit him head on. And killed mm-hmm. them. But in the previous episode, mm-hmm. he, he dropped a, an ice cream and picked it up. And then there were headlights in his face. So what I'm hearing from you is that you're shocked that the Cape Side PD report is inaccurate. Mm. Point. Point. <laughs> <my friend. laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. What's that slogan? Defund the police. I believe we have. Um, Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Anyway, so Pacey goes on to say that you know, Dawson, you got your dad for eighteen years. Which, like, listen, I lost my dad when I was 36. Doesn't matter how long you get them. It still fucking hurts. Um, And and, because Pacey says, which is more than some people get. And he did a great job. Mm -hmm. And Pacey tells Dawson that he made you into a man that people care about and admire and respect and love. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm doing this. I took you here because once upon a time we were best friends, which means I'm here anytime, anywhere, anyplace, forever. And here's my thing, Aaron. I mm-hmm. I love this, but also I, I do not think this is a thing that Dawson would do for Pacey. I mean, I definitely agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to like the whole series. Pacey considers Dawson his best friend, but yep. Dawson considers Joey his best friend. You know, mm-hmm. instead of seeing a tear. Um, and like yeah, best friend is a tear if we haven't made that clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, and so I, I don't think that Dawson would do this for Pacey. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's 
we see the ways in which Dawson and Joey choose to like cling on to like the singular best friend and how mm-hmm. that holds them back to be yep. honest you know totally. like they like like to be honest like what should be happening in this episode is what Jen did in True Love where she was like I saw you crying so I called Andy she got Jack to go get movies and we're mm-hmm. all here for you we're all here mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. you know and Joey like she goes and gets Pacey but like she's not like tag teaming it with Jen and and Jack like mm-hmm. okay we're all gonna come at it from our own <laughs> unique experiences mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm, like no mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the one I'm gonna be the one and mm-hmm. like it sucks it's and it's hard to watch to be honest you know because like like you in situations of trauma and really bad like you want there's no shortage of love that you yep. can have in your life, you know? Yep. And so you want all hands on deck. And if it's mm. you that can be there, great. But if it's not, you hope someone else is there and that you can all collaborate as a team, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that Dawson wouldn't do this, but I also think that like, it's not a point of comparison because like Pacey wouldn't feel this way. He wouldn't think it was his fault that his dad died in mm. this circle. Like if, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I do, I do. feel that way. So it, it's like, like, I don't know if it's a fair comparison. Like I do think Dawson would be there for Pacey if Pacey's dad died, you know? Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not sure that I know. I, I think, uh, I hope, I would hope, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that Dawson would be there, but I think that's yeah. an interesting question. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, so we go back to the dorms then, mm-hmm. um, where then Joey is like unpacking in her dorm yeah. and Audrey is like, well, like what was Mitch like? Mm-hmm. And Joey kind of has this moment where he's like, you know, he was a dad in like the best way. Mm-hmm. Also, just like for our podcast, I I feel like I have to talk about the fact that Joey's wearing this long sweater, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like a ramp up to the great coats of Joey Potter, which I know we've like teased a little bit. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's some pretty good sweaters of Joey Potter that like ramp into the great coats. So the okay. coats are coming. Um, and this mm-hmm. is one of the pretty good sweaters of Joey Potter. Mm-hmm. But like Joey tells Audrey, you know, Mitch was warm and caring and like kind of the pain in the ass you wanted your parents to be. Yeah. Which I think is such a great description. Like, I think that's just such I a... know. And like, this is the moment where I wish she could say, like, he was like a father. I didn't have one. And like, mm-hmm. I can't believe he's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, where we could get her breakdown about Mitch being dead. Right. Because what we get instead is Audrey asking how Dawson is and Joey mm-hmm. being like, I don't know, he didn't want anything to do with me. And her being like, I thought I could help him and be this resource because like I too have lost a parent Mm -hmm. and like, but you know, Dawson didn't want anything to do with me. He didn't want to just like sit there. He wanted me out of his sight. And that's when she sits on her bed and starts sobbing. And I agree with you that like, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's interesting because uh, 
I think it's interesting to think about how we grieve people that are, that are like someone else's parents, but that have been parental towards us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like when my aunt died, it was like mm-hmm. devastating, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. Like, I just think that like, especially since she was so young, like relatively, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, you shouldn't be dying in your fifties, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Your aunt died really young. Yeah. Like, you know, and like, I don't know. I just think that like, like, I just, it's hard, Joey, in this moment to see her centering herself. She didn't want me. And it's like, okay, like his dad died. <laughs> like, and we're talking about you right now. <laughs> like, you know, like, totally. Like, that was, like, this scene was really hard for me to watch. I'm like, Joey, you're being selfish. Like, you know, centering your feelings and, like, and, like, and also being selfish of Dawson. And she does this a lot. And, like, Mm -hmm. and it, it's, like, it's been frustrating to me. But, like, this one was, like, when I was, like, oh, maybe I blame Dawson too much. Maybe, like, (laughs) Joey is the whack one, you know? Uh Yeah, because it's so hard. Like, Mitch was her dad, like, you know, for, like, since her dad went to jail, like, and, like, we haven't seen her grieve Mitch. She's like, I don't know. And, like, I'm not telling, and it's, like, the thing is, like, I don't want to tell people how to grieve, but at the same time, like, we don't see her sadness about that. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, honestly, like, like, if Joey were to get married, wouldn't she ask Mitch to walk her down the aisle? Like, you know, like, we get these moments where, like, she's missing she is gonna miss so much from mitch being dead too you know and like to have you know the writers and the show centered about like about dawson it's really frustrating and also like i don't care (laughs) like i don't care about it Hmm. i don't think that you're wrong and i don't necessarily disagree with you I think maybe I want to complicate this a little more and talk and say that like there's a part of me that thinks that what Joey is looking at is like I know what it looks like to lose a dad or lose a parent. Mm-hmm. I know what it's looks like to have a I know what it looks like to have a parent die. And I mean she has lost her dad in a certain respect, right? It's not mm-hmm. the same exactly, but but in a yeah. certain respect. Mm-hmm. So I know what this is like. And I felt like I could be a resource and you just didn't want that. And Mm -hmm. I think that like, there's a part of me that's like, gives some slack to like, particularly as an 18 year old that gives some slack to like, I get it. I get, I get being disappointed, being sad that like you couldn't be there Mm -hmm. and you couldn't be the one that was there. I do get that, but I also think that you're right that, like, you know, in a way what Joey's doing is so selfish that, like, it doesn't matter who's there. Like, just make sure someone's Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, make sure Dawson's okay. Like, like, her goal is to be the one there for Dawson, not make sure Dawson's okay. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't... Like, I just don't like that. I don't like, I, it, well, it's really frustrating to me. Yeah. Without like giving too much of our personal shit away. Like you and I went through things, two separate things at the exact same time once where mm-hmm. we had to, we had to lean on other people. And I remember yeah. us having a conversation later on where we were like, 
kind of, I mean, it was like a teary conversation where we were yeah. like, I wanted to be there for you so badly and I couldn't. Yeah. And, and both of us, I think, felt that way in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where it was like, you know, I think when, once you and I had this moment of like, it's okay. Like I, I yeah. saw what you were going through and I understood why you couldn't be there for me. And mm-hmm. I, and I, and that was on both sides. Right. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I knew that you had people that were there for you to get yeah, you yeah. through this. I knew Same. that like you weren't <laughs> counting on me to get you through this. Yeah. And I think that like, I think that like being a part of a friendship like that, where it's like not ego driven, where it's mm-hmm. like, I just want to make sure you're okay. But also I had my shit that I was dealing with and I couldn't, I couldn't be the one that was there. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. I love you so much. And I like, I'm so happy that like, we're through. And you know, I mean, I'm so happy that you and I are both through the thing that the things that we were yeah. going through, but like, but like we, we've had moments in our friendship where like, we couldn't be there. Because we were going through something and it was like, I love you. And like every (laughs) once in a while there would be a text like, are you okay? Hi, I love you. Hi. (laughs) Should we go go get a drink and just like talk about what we're going through? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Like, you know, Uh, but also like, I know that you can't be the like front and center person. And that's like, that's fine. It's okay. And I, but I also think that like, that's part of being an adult. Sure. 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 You know, it's like had those things happened when we were 18 I, I don't know it might have been different but you know they happened when we were like 35 so or yeah or so like yeah I mean yes I know that's why I'm like trying to be like give <laughs> space she's 18 yeah. but like it's really frustrating to me because like you know like like in trying to be the one she's not being a good friend to him you know and like she's not like allowing him to grieve in the way that he needs to absolutely but you know and again like i've said like yeah her mom died and that she lost a parent but like it didn't happen suddenly like what if that's what like we don't know what he's grieving like yes he's grieving a parent and like so she can be there for that but in this moment Mm -hmm, is he mm -hmm. grieving like the suddenness is he grieving the fact that his dad's disappointed in him you know like you know what I mean? Like, what is he grieving in this moment? Um, and so like, and that's like the hard part of like, you know, like maybe, you know, just like of grief and how complicated it is and everything. And so it, it is, then it's and like, it is. you know, it's like, Joey, you need to go to therapy. Like, come on. Totally. Like, so instead of therapy, instead, instead of therapy, what Joey gets is Audrey, um, yeah. who I'll take. It's I like, mean, She's like, uh, what did she say? She's a therapist. People would pay the surcharge to call her from the valley. Totally. Totally. And Audrey comes up and starts rubbing Joey's back as Joey just like sobs about Mm -hmm. this. And like, and there's a, there's a part of me that looks at this and is like, is Joey sobbing about just Dawson or is she also sobbing about Mitch? Is she also finally starting to get to feel this? Yeah, and you wish the writers could say, like, mm-hmm. she just had a moment where she's like, I can't believe Mitch is gone, you right. know? <laughs> like, I, like, a it's A throwaway so... line. A throwaway yeah, line. Yeah, like, it is so sudden and jarring that, uh-huh. like, it is hard to not see her grieve it, too, you know? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that Audrey is wearing glitter leggings, which means oh. that we would have <laughs> wow. been friends with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, Aaron, yeah. Aaron made me sequin pants once that I wore in Vegas yeah. that I uh, are just stunning. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she, Aaron literally sewed me sequins. So them, I did. Uh, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So then we go to the Leary's kitchen table where Gail is like cutting chicken that looks. Yeah, overcooked. they're having like the bleakest, <laughs> it's most bleak. authentic dinner I've ever seen. Where they're totally. just like, I guess we should eat. Mm. Is this chicken? Yeah, let's pretend to cut it, but not really eat it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, decides that she doesn't want it. And she goes to the fridge and realizes they're out of milk and asks Dawson's to go get milk and then just breaks down. Oh, and like, oh my God. This is what actually oh, ripped my heart out my of God. my chest. Yes, she's got no makeup. <sighs> she just is like, it's so uh-huh. authentic. She's breaks down sobbing. And uh-huh. I'm like, I'm right there with you. <laughs> because we're mourning mitch too like i had yeah. my problems with mitch but like you know like yeah. i didn't want him to die like yeah. come on yep and dawson gets up and just puts his hand on her back and then leaves her crying in the kitchen to go get the milk yeah. like like he has a moment and then he leaves yeah and then we cut to the same market that mitch was at before he died which i'm kind of stunned he went there Dawson, okay, but okay. me too. But like Dawson's buying the milk, and like okay, so here's where I just like as a person who grew up in a small town, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to just like confirm that like this guy telling Dawson that he's so sorry about his loss, mm-hmm. like it's so real to me mm-hmm. because you cannot fucking escape it. So when I'm in yeah. Santa Cruz. First of all, just so all of our listeners know, I look almost exactly like my dad. I, I mean, yeah. like, there's yeah. no fucking question. <laughs> if, <laughs> totally. you, if you knew my dad and then you saw me, you would be like, that's definitely Bill Callahan's daughter. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and people also stop me on the street. I mean, that's happened my whole life just because my dad was like a local celebrity. Um mm-hmm. And so people stop me on the street still to this day in Santa Cruz and like tell me how much my dad meant to them. And I will say that at first it was a lot. That was a lot yeah. to take. <laughs> Not now. Thank it's you. It's fine now. I, I'm yes, very yes. happy to hear people's stories now uh-huh. and like and stuff. But like the at the very beginning, I was like, I, I went to a dinner once where people in the restaurant under knew that like I was Bill Callahan's daughter and like multiple people came up to me and told me their stories. And I like, I had like, a <laughs> breakdown about it. Like I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so this is very real. I'm yes. like here Which with Which is Dawson. why the opening scene is not real, but okay. Yeah. And the store dude is like, is super nice. And is just like, you know, telling Dawson about like Mitch and like yeah, he's he was like here he, at first you're like whoa who is this guy he's like dude yeah. I'm so sorry about Mitch and he's like you know you know he was here the night it happened and yeah. Dawson's like yeah I I know I know <laughs> and we're like where's this going where's yeah, this yeah, going yeah. and he's like um I 
I asked about you, Dawson, and he said you were a pain in the ass. But he was proud. He was proud of you. I could tell. Yeah. Like his whole face changed and like again of course right here is where i start absolutely sobbing yes. <laughs> yes. um because like he the guy this guy at the counter is like you know his whole face lit up when i mentioned you and like he talked about how brave you were and like that you had this romantic streak and he was so proud to know you mm-hmm. and the guy at the counter says i think if someone says that about you you should know it and he said, yeah. I hope that doesn't like, make you sad. And I'm like, yeah. it makes me sad. I know. <laughs> Why would it make him sad? <laughs> but also, it's, gr- I mean, that's it's such sweet. a, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's so nice to hear. And, and we cut out to Dawson's car. He like walks out to the Jeep and he sits down and he just fucking balls <laughs> down. <laughs> Which, like, I'm sorry. I told Julia, I forgot that he's a terrible crier and I burst out laughing. He's, he's Tears. Claire, Danes, Claire Danes level of, yes, of ugly crying. Claire yeah. Dane crier. Tears are streaming down my face and I just burst out laughing. Uh-huh. Like, Oh my God, poor James Vanderbeek. He's totally. Claire Danes. He's, he's the male Claire Danes with less acting talent. We forgive, yeah. <laughs> we forgive no offense, James Vanderbeek, but we forgive Claire Danes, her extremely ugly crying. <laughs> because she's so goddamn good but but i still um, laughed at juliet when she cries uh, in romeo and juliet when she makes that sound i remember (laughs) absolutely losing my My shit in the theater yeah exactly so funny anyway guess what dawson's crying to oh hello it is just stab me right through the heart it is james taylor's fire and rain i know i was like james how could they do that to us? Here's my thing. Okay, okay, okay. So these people knew that they were showing this show to kids of people that absolutely love James Taylor and definitely played them Fire and Rain as children when they were trying to get them to go to sleep. My parents love James Taylor. They like see him at the Hollywood Bowl and everything. Yeah, so my father, um, you know, may he rest in peace. If you you named your child James, my father would buy you the album Sweet Baby James every single time. I don't know how many copies of that album he gave to people Mm -hmm. every time. Please, I I encourage our listeners, take that Bill Callahan advice and use it in your own life. Mm -hmm. Buy people that album Um, because it is it is. uh, God, James Taylor is just like like is like a knife to the heart. Yeah. Hearing, and in this, like we're getting a rain. montage and I'm just like, how could they? <laughs> it is, it's, I mean, if I wasn't weeping before. <laughs> I know. Oh my and God. And Dawson just breaks down. I mean, finally. And also yeah. same, same girl. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and we get this fire. If you fire haven't cried and... yet, you're crying now. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you get this fire and rain montage where we go to Boston and we see like Audrey and Joey kind of go out. Yeah, like Audrey's like, pulling joey by the arm like come on come, come on, on and they go. like go to leave the dorm and jack and jen are like walking mm-hmm. and we see graham's looking at photos like yeah. old photos uh-huh. and we see gail with lily which uh, oh. and and then we see jack jen audrey and joey meet each other and just like and hug they all hug. All around. i know oh. 
Oh. <laughs> and we see Pacey's like working uh-huh. like in the kitchen, but then all of a sudden they're all eating at the table together. Uh-huh. And they and all then- kink clink wine glasses, which they've been like <laughs> served. Yeah. Okay, okay, we're gonna go with it, but these people are 18. Uh-huh. <laughs> And Joey looks over at an empty chair, and you're kind of like, did anyone call Dawson? <laughs> no. Because Dawson, we go back and is alone in his car and is continuing to break down and then, like, takes off to drive back home. And and finally, the last shot is that we get this flashback of Mitch playing with his new camera and taking this time picture of the four of them. And we flash to Dawson leaving after the photo to go, like they take this picture and then he leaves to go hang out with friends and Gail kind of like leaves Mitch to play with his camera. And we get this like kind of Dawson Leary 360 shot of Mitch out looking out at the creek. Staring at the creek. Uh Uh-huh. And we end with him going back into the house. Um, and look, you know, goodbye to Mitchell Leary. Uh, this is John yeah. Wesley Shipp's last episode of Dawson's Creek. Mitch, you know, Aaron kind of mentioned it earlier. Mitch wasn't always the best. We have our, our, our nitpicky things about him. But he was always interesting, and he will be extremely missed. Um, I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, like, just to nitpick... Mm. I hate how Dawson's Creek and maybe just like teen shows in general, like punish everyone for like making these choices outside of the norm, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like, oh, Joey has sex and then like her life's ruined, I guess, or whatever. (laughs) Andy does drugs and like she's written off the show. And then like Dawson decides like USC isn't for him and his dad dies. Like, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, you kind of wish that like people could like make these like, you know, choices and, and not have them, you know, have these real consequences that are like, really wild <laughs> yeah it, i know i know the story behind it is that john wesley ship when the kids yeah, went to college to yeah we're like i don't you know i don't want to come in and be like this bit yeah, he was like, what's every... sto- yeah what storylines are for me and that's fair yeah. totally totally and so like that's fine and and like you know honestly at that point i get killing off a character to to kind of move the storyline well, and move one of your other characters along, like in their in their process. Yeah, I think that's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I guess I agree, but like we've already had Abby's death. Like, you know, it's like okay, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But also, like, there's this part of me that's and and there's a part of me that like I I think it's interesting. I think obviously losing a parent. Um, is a major thing um, mm. uh, that if we're if we're lucky we all go through <laughs> I mean like <laughs> yeah it's weird to totally. say it like that but it's true you know yeah and and there's this part of me that's like you know uh, it, it is such a big thing and it is such a it is a club I mean you know when you lose someone a parent particularly there's a club and and there's a wisdom you achieve and you gain, and it's a it's a terrible wisdom to gain. Um, but yeah. but also, and I think this is a beautiful episode of television. And it's a beautiful send off to, to a character. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, I think it gives it gives Mitch the gravitas that he deserves. Um, totally. And I also think that it it propels the other characters forward in a way that's really interesting. That said, they probably could have done some of this without it. And that also, <laughs> and also to 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 think about like this this was shot before September 11th. We're still in the before times, right? Yeah. I, I will. I actually know when the episode that September 11th occurred during was shot, so I'll I'll make sure to bring it up. But that this episode aired post September 11th when so much of the country was grieving, you know, when we were all kind of like collectively mourning um, something. I think that's really interesting too, you know, that it kind of gave us this outlet to mourn, particularly on the West coast where it's not that it wasn't, it's not that it wasn't traumatic or wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. It's just that it, it felt so far away. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That like, that it was a much different, September 11th was a much different experience lived through the West coast than it was. I'm sure living through New York, you know, I mean, judging by my friends who were there um, on September 11th. Uh, So so thinking about, or even being in like Virginia or like, you know, the whole Eastern seaboard coast. Yeah. Yeah. Austin. Yeah, exactly. Right there. Right, exactly. And I think for us, it was like, it did feel a little bit far away. And it's not that things didn't change. And it's not that we weren't devastated. And it's not that it's not any of that. It it's just that it was different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and so I think there's an interesting way that like this episode airs kind of in that nebulous mm-hmm post 9-11 I mean we were so close to it still that it's like it's hard to even think about like what we were going through and to have this episode and to have this episode yeah we were like I guess we're going to Iraq even though we you know like (laughs) we're going to war even though there's no like compelling evidence that Iraq Mm. is involved you know so it was just like this really weird time um, uh, yeah and to yeah. have an episode where we just got to mourn someone i think mm-hmm. I, I mean i didn't watch it live but i'm sure felt very cathartic yeah totally so yeah yeah very for sure yeah yeah and i just i also like i really do like james Vanderbeek in this mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. like I know I talked shit on his acting a lot, but I think maybe he was just checked out with the Joey Dawson storyline. <laughs> so whenever like those came up, he was just like, I can't yeah. do it, you know? Cause like, yeah. this is such a meaty Dawson episode where you it you're is. with, I'm with him the whole time. Like yeah. I yeah. feel all of his feelings. And even uh-huh. when he's like, I need to be alone, Joey, <laughs> like, please yeah. leave me. You're like, I get it. Okay. Like, you know, seems, I get it. Seems logical. You know? Yeah, so he's his acting is really good in this one, and you can kind of like I'm like oh, maybe I need to take back everything I've said about him, not everything. <laughs> Something. So who are you rooting for? I am rooting for everyone. Yeah, I feel like I'm still at the point where I'm rooting for everyone. I think, I mean, I think what Dawson's going through, I I just. So sitting here in my mother's house uh, Mm -hmm. in August of 2021 and my father died in December of 2019 on my mother's birthday, by the way, which is like a real, (laughs) Um, a real move. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I am rooting for Dawson. He's got a yeah. not a not fun ninety not, not ninety. 18 months ahead of him. He's got a not fun many months ahead of him. I don't know. I still, there are, there are moments that I have that are just pure pain. Um, and, and there are moments that I have that are so, um, ambiguous, some, some pain, some joy, um, Mm -hmm. even, even now. And I'm sure that they'll continue for the rest of my life. Um, and I think that's what you learn is that like, it's not, it doesn't ever end. Um, and, so there's a part of me that feels deeply for him um, and feels deeply for, I, I know I've said it before, but for the fact that like when you lose a parent, you have to then just have a, a one-sided relationship with them and with, mm-hmm. and with this understanding that they would be proud of you or that they would be so happy for you, but you don't get that external validation. You don't. Mm-hmm. Um I I am rooting for Joey insofar as that I think that like I I feel deeply for Joey in this episode and I think I feel for Joey in this episode in a way that maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Um and that's fine. <laughs> We're allowed. <laughs> We're allowed. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> but like that as a person who knows what it's like to then not be able to be there for someone, I think that that's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. and hard i can't imagine how hard it is um yeah and i'm rooting yeah. for everyone else i mean i think everyone else has kind of minor more minor storylines mm-hmm. um but i'm rooting for all of them to sort of get through this and also to like go be young and f- have fun in a big city like i'm i want that for them yeah 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 i know exactly like and I just saw mine and Julia's like other college best friend and like just re- we were reminiscing about all the wild <laughs> not all of them but a lot of wild things <laughs> we did and it's it's you know it was so fun and it's funny to be back in this podcast and like remembering the dorms and like when mm. you and I met Julia and everything and like I don't know it's just a time in your life being 18 where it's like wow so I have to cook for myself <laughs> just like the <laughs> hilarity of like you know just talking about all the things we used to make and stuff like that uh, it's just like the hilarity of of this time and you know I guess like yeah that's why it, it can sometimes feel hard because like capturing those moments you don't really see it in Dawson's Creek as much you know of like yeah, we had onion and mustard sandwiches because, like, we didn't have anything else to eat. You know? <laughs> I do know. I do know. Or, like, just weird stuff like that, you know, and you just wish that, like, they could be young a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and live in these moments because, yeah, especially after a death, you're like, anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially a tragic one like Mitch's. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Mitch has his problems. But I'm, I'm going to miss him. So, I'm same. Him but yeah, too. yeah, yeah. He, I mean, I think he's a complicated character, and I think he's fascinating. But you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we're not going to miss him. Totally. So. Yeah. Okay. So for our listener corner, mm. this is from Louisa. I think the moment in the long goodbye when Joey tells Pacey that Dawson was dropping out of film school 
for her is so important. Mm. How Pacey reacts, not angry or mean, but quiet understanding shows the main difference between him and Dawson. Pacey respects Joey and her decisions and always wants her to get what she wants. He also supports Dawson and leans into their friendship. I feel heartbroken for Pacey in that moment. Same girl, same. I feel heartbroken for Pacey a little bit. I also feel like Pacey feels so adult mm-hmm. in a way that the other, well, that Dawson and Joey don't. I don't want to talk about Joey yeah. Um, because like, like you get the vibe that he really did the work, have a good summer. Like he did like go and get out of the Pacey or the Dawson and Joey bubble and he kind of got some perspective and he like got some perspective on himself and like we see and even in this episode like he's back to the Pacey we met at the beginning like with growth but he's Mm -hmm. like the funny guy the guy that like can be there in these like for everyone like he's there for Dawson he's there for Joey you know and like he did the work yeah he did the work (laughs) I mean like I mean like let's be honest about what happened is that like Pacey was in a dark place when he left us in season four and there was work that was done over the summer and when we get to him now he has done it and we see it yeah and there was even work that was done with him and Joey like in the scenes that we saw where they like Mm kind of talked it out where it was like yes we shared this wild thing and I will always love you but like I okay if you are being friends I'm interested in being friends and I want to talk about you know communicate about this you know and even that in this scene in this episode he's like I don't judge I'm you know you deserve to let your shot like you know (laughs) like lord knows the fact that you didn't have a shot like really (laughs) played a role in the demise of our relationship you know absolutely and I thought about you during that scene thinking of like what you had been saying and what about like Joey lying and sort of like this thing of like, well, Pacey was right. And there was Mm -hmm. this part of me that's like, I think he was. And I think there's this, you know, I think you watch that scene and you're like, you know, he kind of, even though he doesn't gloat about it or anything, there's a part of me that's like, I'm so glad he gets this validation of Mm -hmm. like, I was right. I wasn't, I, you know, this was, this, this is what was happening that like you were, in love with Dawson in the certain yeah. way or like, or like attached or to she Dawson. hadn't completely decided, you know? Uh-huh. 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 And so, so and she so, decided she didn't trust herself or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to put a label on it, but yeah, I get mm-hmm. you. And so I think that like, there's this part of me that like the fact that he comes to it with so much grace and so mm-hmm. much, and so much love and so much empathy, you know, I was just reading bell hooks, book, Um, all about love and it really like it's um can't recommend it highly enough but thinking about how we love each other Mm -hmm. and 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 by that i mean how we allow each other to grow and change and become our best selves and help when we can but and stand back when we can 
mm-hmm. or when when we're when we're needed to stand back. And I think Pacey is like fully embracing that. And I think that like that's really fascinating to have a person like Pacey fully embracing that. Like, I want you to be your best self. And if that means you're with someone else, then that's means we are with someone else. And like, I'm not going to fight that. Yeah. I think that's totally. Yeah. And I think it's like, he already found out that like being with her when she wasn't fully in, like Mm -hmm. didn't make him a better person. Like he didn't gain anything from Mm -hmm. that, you know? So it's like, well, people just need to be who they be with who they want to be with. And like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it works, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of like holding these like, you know, grips over people, you know, with like labels like soulmate and love um, for sure. Totally. Okay. Totally. Yeah. No, it's like so interesting. And I I know you've blamed Paul Stupin a lot and I'm there for it, but it's like, (laughs) what were the writers thinking? You know, know, like. It's so hard. You're like, really? Okay, this is so fascinating. Yeah, I would love a sense. real reckoning about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know I said I was going to do a vote, but we actually got like a few already responses to Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, Free Britney. Mm-hmm. And so then I was thinking, that we could do in season six which i know is a long ways from now but it'll be our final season so it'll be like bittersweet for us where we could <laughs> kind of talk about you know like how we reconcile media that mm. was toxic mm. and like that we still love and then additionally like talk about like how we feel about dawson's creek now you know the show mm-hmm. that we've loved for so long and then after like doing these deep dives and then mm-hmm. also growing us and in the world growing in season six so Mm -hmm. that would be like a good send-off so so that's what we're gonna do that's what we're gonna do (laughs) (laughs) because guess what we run this podcast (laughs) it's our podcast we choose (laughs) at the end of the day we choose yeah 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 (laughs) but thank you for and thank you for sending in your questions I know a couple of you have tweeted at me that you were into the the thinking about media and like we are definitely going to do that yeah, just said, like um, yeah 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 gonna, totally season yeah six, totally so. so like totally cool we I, we are definitely going to talk about that but like like i, I said it's not time sensitive so we're going to talk about this one first and also we know like between now and then we're going to like learn about more shows we loved that were fucked up so like <laughs> unfortunately that seems to keep coming out yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) yeah Um, you know because let's get coma out of there fuck that guy Uh, (laughs) that's not a tv show that's a real life thing fuck i know they're all real life but yeah i know yeah yeah yeah, i hear you Uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) okay so for our first not a girl not yet a woman free britney this is from tomorrow <laughs> I know I should get like a maybe I'll see if I can text Kelly and be like, hear me out. <laughs> and I get a little <laughs> a um, little not yeah. I know. And in, in in case you don't know that what I just did was a reference to Crossroads, the Britney Spears yeah. movie, a masterpiece written by one Shonda Rhimes. Yes, yes, um, it's it. Yes. And uh uh-huh. so <laughs> don't worry, we'll talk about it later. February. Let's get this February, party started. <laughs> February 20, uh, 2002. Yeah, Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Let's Don't, get this party started. Let's um, get this party started, guys. Okay. 
what Taryn Manning says, and we would quote it all the time. Let's get this party started. Let's get this party started, guys. <laughs> all right, Erin, um, okay. right, so get it started. From Tamara. Mm. Not sure if this fits exactly with your question on girl versus woman, mm. but I, I have been part of many conversations calling out the use of, quote, female as a noun when referring to women and how it is misogynistic and reduces women to their reproductive capacities or mm. ser- excuse me, capabilities. The most common reason men give when doing this is that, quote, well, what should we call them them if they aren't girls and aren't women in quote we have age progressive language boys guys men but we seem to be lacking in similar language for women is it time to reclaim the word gal thoughts tamra Mm -hmm. interesting 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 question i have I will admit first before I start to get into this that I call a lot of people girls um mm-hmm. and then I'm like no that's a woman so like mm-hmm. just for for just a totally random example I was watching um the Olympics uh last mm-hmm. night I was watching the the Olympic volleyball team because uh, <laughs> if you haven't guessed yet, I'm a big sports fan and I don't give a fuck what sport it is. I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> and so, and I was like, look at this girl, look at this girl. And then I was like, no, these people are like 30. <laughs> like, uh-huh. These are women, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, but, and so, so I myself sometimes struggle with that of calling. So I, I actually really make a conscious point to like, fix my vocabulary mm-hmm. i think that it's interesting that you say boys dudes guys because i would boys, say guys men boys guys men boys guys men thank you so much uh-huh. because i would say guys for me guys is a gender neutral term um it, it is everyone um so there are boys and there are men and mm-hmm. if you're quite lucky you might see boys to men Um, but, um, but my thing is like, I try to be very specific about calling women, people who are over 18 and girls, people who are under 18. That Mm -hmm. said, I think that sometimes, um, my own internalized sort of like, I don't know, bullshit. I don't even know if it's misogyny. It's just bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, like... (laughs) Like, um, has me calling full grown women girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that there's like such a complicated, interesting, like relationship with this, right? There's, I mean, I said earlier in this podcast, I feel like girl, I call everyone girl. I'm like, oh my God, girl, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And that to me, that's a gender neutral term. I would love someone who's non-binary to come on and like tell me what a fucking asshole I am. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, Dawson's critique at gmail.com. <laughs> Dawson's critique at gmail.com, please. I mean, uh, by all means. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think dude is also a gender n- neutral term. I, I mean, hello, I'm from yeah, California yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and grew up and was born in the 80s. So, you know, to me, dude is like everyone. Um, But like, there's a part of me that's like, really interested in how we how we see 
I think female is one. I, I mean, to get back to your point, Tam, Tam sorry, Tamara. Um, mm-hmm. I think that like female is one that like, that's, it's so, it feels so weird coming out of my mouth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And yet, and yet I, I'm not, I'm not above talking about femininity. I'm not talking, you know, like, but female feels very like, it does feel aggressive in a weird way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the interesting thing is like the way women use language to describe other women is like more of a spectrum and like, you know, Mm. fluid and then men, come in and you're like you can't do that you can't (laughs) use those words you know (laughs) which is like kind of like it's kind of like how like okay we can say bitch but if you do I'll punch you in the nuts you know (laughs) like you know if Aaron Aaron calls me a bitch or a slut I'm fine with it like I'm like great call me whatever you want but like but like those are like the words that like it's not a there's no meaning it's all tone based and like with men it's only meaning there is no right. tone you know or cis it doesn't matter this hetero yeah. man if a cis yeah. hetero man calls you a bitch you're like oh i know what you mean and you're not allowed to use that word and you better shut the fuck up or get yeah. on my face you that's rude the day you met me. yeah exactly violence, sir yeah 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 but when other people use it it is like more of a tonal thing mm, of, mm. bitch you know or like mm-hmm. don't be talking like that bitch like i'll you know like we know what it means Totally. Well, and and I think of the the word like queer, whereas like, you know, you might refer to yourself as a queer um, mm-hmm. or a queer person. But mm-hmm. like if someone if like a straight cisgendered person calls me queer, I'm like, eh, what did you just call me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? And like in in particular to um, what Tamara's saying is like, I would never call someone female, <laughs> like unless it was mm-hmm. like, like, I can't like imagine a time I said that other than it was like very mechanical of like Mm -hmm, are they mm -hmm, male mm -hmm. or female and I'm like female (laughs) like Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. you wouldn't use that as like a term to describe someone in my experience or like in a way in which I could imagine so like that's why when we hear it from again like cis hetero men you're like do not be saying that what are you doing (laughs) I don't know what you're saying I do not accept I do not accept yeah I think you know It is pretty common for people to put you in the situation where you have to define whether or not sexism, racism, classism, whatever ism exists instead of, and then on top of that, of you defining whether it exists or not, you're supposed to tell them what to do. The person, in this case, men, being doing the work themselves of being like oh that's so interesting you say that moving forward I'll just say girl and woman and I'll make a choice in my head until you correct me again you know so it'd be like what am I supposed to say well you're definitely not supposed to say female you're definitely not supposed to do that <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah that's usually a red so, yeah you know it's so fascinating um and like you know I think, like, I know that I call kind of interchangeably unless they're, like, 
I don't know, I guess someone maybe has gray hair and I might say woman, but I'm just like, oh, like you were t- like, oh, I saw this girl, like blah, blah, blah. Um, I've tried to just be like, because like I don't know why their gender matters unless it does matter then you might try to gender them you know Mm -hmm. um in in like referencing or telling a story and I to move to more of like a gender and just like being like you're human like not act like those things matter just a personal choice I've made I don't like using the word guys when someone says hey guys like I don't really like it Mm because like entering of the male experience like just being of human um and i personally feel like if everyone's if people think they're the right pronoun like it feels like part of the larger fight for that but that's just like a personal choice um you know but like, it is like i guess this is a good question in terms of your conversation that I've had this season because like I is identify as women what mm-hmm. do we do, do we want to be called how do we want to be called that do we prefer just to be called people or like are there uniquenesses to us and everything we would have shaped this uh, and use around um, and yeah I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I had, um, I had a moment where I was on the Paula Poundstone podcast and someone asked this question about, um, Mm -hmm. about pronouns. And, and my thing was like, let us all just default Mm -hmm. to they, them pronouns. Like, and then if someone says, Mm -hmm. Hey, my Mm -hmm. pronouns are she, her, or my pronouns are he, him, like, let's do that. Mm -hmm. But like my thing is like because mm-hmm. it, I think so often right now what we're all relying on is visual cues. So like if someone looks kind of androgynous, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, what are your pronouns? But my thing is like if you look like a woman, why shouldn't I ask you your pronouns? You know, like yeah, because yeah, what does quote look like a woman mean? You know, <laughs> but a hundred percent, a hundred percent. What does look like a woman mean? And so there's this part of me that's like, let us, let us default to gender neutral pronouns. And then when someone says, Hey, my pronouns are she, her, like for me, for me as someone who kind of presents pretty butch and pretty like androgynous Mm -hmm. myself, like there's a part of me that's like very kind of like, um, proud or like I don't even know what the word is to like have she her pronouns and be like look women womanhood and femininity Mm -hmm. can also mean this you know me with Mm -hmm. my fucking bowling shirt and my baseball hat and my like short hair and like looking kind of androgynous I mean that can mm-hmm. be that can be woman and 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 for me it's important um that that for me yeah because i think that like stretching and and sort of uh, moving the definition of womanhood for me is an important endeavor but i also think that um for some people you know it's not as important it's like i want to be 
you know, I want to, I, I don't care what you call me. It's not as important to me. And for me, it's like, you know, this is, I think de- stretching the definition of womanhood is important for me personally, just on a personal level. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's like what's happening is like a lot of personal conversation personal take and to make, take up space mm-hmm. as we move this conversation along. Like, like I was talking to someone you know on this trip one of my best friends and I was like yeah like it's so fascinating like the goal of feminism is the end of feminism you know Mm -hmm. like is those are the fights you always want to take is where like the end result is that there is no longer you know Mm -hmm. and so those are to me the most compelling roads we want to walk on um where it's like, how do we move these ideas along and how do we like, you know, expand them in the ways we want to expand? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's like ultimately reclaim the world gal. I love it. I use it a lot too. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I love that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, just my thing. Use as many as we can to see how we feel. Totally. My thing is just like when people are clearly lesbians, don't call them gal pals. I mean, like I'm with you on gal, but like <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people are like just legitimately in love with each other and they're not gal pals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fair asterisk. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cool. cool i feel excited about this first go at this yeah it's not a same. gold not yet a woman free britney mm. yeah na, na, uh, na, yeah na. so like keep yeah <laughs> just going i love it and like you know we're gonna hear more about little joey potter and whether she's a girl or a woman like mm. more and more so you know mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting too yeah um to bring it to this um it's what as these two seasons go along and it, it does become more of like Joey's Creek as we we know and we've talked about so mm-hmm. that'll be exciting so yeah cool well thank you everyone for being here for making space with us this episode was so heartbreaking but so good mm-hmm. <laughs> so good mm-hmm. uh, if you have your heart and you know in your head to watch it you really should revisit it it's really really good um but it is you know hard. really really tough uh hard <laughs> yeah if you want to cry this one is one of them <laughs> but like a you know not like you know um, a catharsis a catharsis yeah i hope everyone's being safe Get the vaccine if you haven't gotten it. If you know people that haven't, just be gently remind them. It's not a sum zero. You're not weighing no vaccine against nothing. It's against like COVID, a really severe unknown and highly contagious disease that you could pass on to someone. We just, that's the way out of this, unfortunately, (laughs) you know, so let's get those in your arm or people you love's arm or people you know's arm. Um, we got some wild elections coming up in California. We're recalling our governor, so make sure you're registered to vote if you live here. Mm-hmm, please. I don't yeah. really have much to say about that. I feel very complicated, but, you know, just make sure you're registered to vote in general. Um, 
Black Lives Matter, defund the police, stop Asian hate. I'm going to add a new one. Let's stop line three. Um, we don't need that shale from Canada to destroy. Um, let's <laughs> protect all those treaties. <laughs> we signed those and um, let's honor them. Okay. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at GoFreakingCrazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. We have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek. Available wherever you get your books. I want to shout out to my ladies at Broadway Books in Portland, Oregon, where Aaron was recently. Um, I know probably if you know a bookstore in Portland, you probably know Powell's, but Broadway mm-hmm. Books is a great bookstore. And you should absolutely go see them there. They're fucking awesome. Um, love those ladies that run that bookstore. Just great. Uh, please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to those of you who have. Um, we really appreciate it. It helps us immensely when you do that. And uh, and also every once in a while we look at it and get like a slight ego boost, um, which <laughs> sometimes we need. <laughs> <laughs> even us, even us, sometimes we need it. Um, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Pesty1079. Thank you so much of um if you are chatting with me, um, I really appreciate it. And uh, let's see. I don't know. We have a good week. We don't have anything else to say right now. I have drank a pint of whiskey um, during this. So I'm. I had a half bottle of wine. <laughs> I know. So I'm like. I was I'm slurring like, at the end. I'm slurring. I'm feeling good. Um I, you know, um, I want to just give love to everyone who's, again, like I said, lost someone this year. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I lost my dad at the end of 2019 and it's mm-hmm. hard and I feel you and I'm here for you. And, um, you know, I, uh, I don't know, man, I don't know what there is to say about it other than fucking it fucking sucks. Um, yeah. so I hope you guys are getting through, um, 2020 and 2021, and um, we love you, and we will see you next week. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. I want to go right now. This could be the end.